Welcome, welcome. We are the Cousins Heirs. Welcome to the Evangelion Podcast. Or what are we calling this oh, thing? Neon Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> Neon Podcast Evangelion. There we go. Neon Podcast Evangelion. Or Evangelion. Evangelion. We haven't decided how we're going to say that. Right, right. We're, <laughs> uh, we, are, we are two uh, uh, Americans and cousins and evangelion enthusiasts uh, enthusiasts i believe yeah. that's fair yeah. um we find it necessary to uh to add a a podcast about my very favorite show in the world neon genesis evangelion uh to the world <laughs> we're we're uh so oh and my name is steve by the way steve Ayers. uh this is my cousin mike Mm-hmm. Michael Ayers, Van Lannen. So I saw fit to change my uh, last name. Long story, but the Ayers is still in there. Yeah, maybe maybe we'll get into that one of these days. <laughs> we need some filler. <laughs> Clearly not a problem so far. Right. So so why? Okay, so we we decided to do an Evangelion Evangelion podcast. Do we need to do we need to uh, decide on a pronunciation, at least episode by episode? Well, yeah, it might change episode by episode. Okay. It, might, it might evolve. Uh, uh, or here's a good time, right, to have the conversation. <laughs> well, I don't know if we uh, have the uh, necessary information. <laughs> so, uh, I, I mean, I guess a little bit about our background is we've only ever watched this thing with subtitles. Oh, right. I Before starting this uh, recording, I briefly, uh, briefly just now, I shouted... Because it's the right thing to do regarding uh, using it with subs. Uh, it's just how I was raised, right? <laughs> with, right. With anime. So, I mean, my first my first experience with anime uh, has to be when I was very little, and I watched Star Blazers um, as a kid, and that actually was an English dub. And and for a long time, my my personal opinion was that it's a cartoon. It's, it's like who cares, right? Their mouths are sort of moving. And who cares what it sounds right. like? Right. It's not art. It's a wacky children's show. Right. But as you get older and you are, you're not like uh, put off by the idea of reading something, um, you get the original, the original intent with the original actors and the original acting. Mm. And so I think I'm, I'm of the camp that the subtitles are bad. But well, and then, and then my, <laughs> my upbringing with anime was essentially with a bunch of Japanese kids that I lived with at a dorm in college. So they were, um, they, they were 100% subs all the way. Right. These like, were the, were these the Counter-Strike guys? These were the Counter-Strike guys. <laughs> so that, that ages me perfectly. <laughs> Counter-Strike and Starcraft. Right. And it was kind of like three white guys and nine Japanese guys. And, you know, they taught me, you know, how to, uh, not to put, sugar in my green tea and not to stick my chopsticks <laughs> right. in the rice and, right. and how to watch anime. Right. So how did they say Evangelion? <laughs> did, did they say Evangelion? The characters um, will say Evangelion. They didn't have that Japanese inflection in there. Okay. I can't remember exactly, but there wasn't the Evangelion. Okay. That, like, yeah. So no hard G. They were saying Evangelion. 
Um, no, it might have been for my benefit. Oh, it might have been. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So like, okay, well, this guy's so, here. I think that's licensed, though. So we can say Evangelion. Right. And that will probably help us avoid legal action if we just vary <laughs> right. our pronunciation <laughs> constantly okay. throughout it. Um, I, I like I like to say it the way the Japanese guys say it, but then they say a lot of things on the uh, original Japanese dub that I can't even pronounce. I, I've had a little Japanese uh, mm. in my in my uh, upbringing and in college, but um, and genetics in genetics, I'm half Japanese, <laughs> but the the genes don't encode for the language, unfortunately. <laughs> you think um, the, the Japanese of all folks would have sorted that out? By I now. know they're very clever, but it didn't it didn't add up. And uh, so here I am, um, a monolingual uh, American, blue-blooded, born and raised. I speak one uh, one language. It's American. Yeah. Um, but I appreciate. I do. I do appreciate the uh, Japanese language as well. But uh, yeah. Okay. So uh, pronunciation. We'll talk about that in this podcast. Um, we love. If we ever have listeners, <laughs> you know, you can send in your clips right. or whatever. We'll try to mix it into the show and, and we can have some discussion about it. But um, it might it have really to learn matter? that uh, there's a particular like scientific notation for pronunciation that, you know, we might have to delve into. Right. But I think we can, there's probably some people that are very passionate about pronunciation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I had the idea. <laughs> there might be. <laughs> there might it's be. possible that the overlap between passion about pronunciation and fan of Evangelion Gellion exists on that Venn diagram. <laughs> right. Or maybe we can, if we ever have a website for this thing, <laughs> Ooh, we, can, we can put up oh. a, uh, a Venn diagram of it. Well, there's um, one thing I love. It's, it's wasting five or ten evenings building a website for a <laughs> trivial sighting. That's not my bag, but if, if you're... <laughs> If you're motivated to do it, it's kind of exciting. Um, but I, I think also, uh, and I'm, I'm willing to do this for our fans. Mm. Uh, I'm going to go through. I just did a, a, a monster crawl through, watched every episode. I'm going to go back through, and I'm going to watch it dubbed. Um, which is astounding to me. I don't know. Maybe this is good background, good context for, uh, for for your loyal hosts here. For you, um, is I we, we've talked about building this podcast for a month or so now, perhaps, and we've had a couple of false starts. And I I had decided like, okay, well, I should I should probably watch one of the first episode <laughs> so we can we can discuss it. Um, so I kept putting that off and putting that off. I've seen it a half dozen times, you know, which is probably twice as much as I've seen the rest of the show. Um, and then I think yesterday's. You know, Steve had a Steve had a free evening to do that this year now, and you said, "Oh, I've watched them all." Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. Know. So I, I plowed through doesn't. them. It's twenty six episodes. <laughs> the last two, admittedly, are uh, they oh. they are they require a, a uh, uh, what's the word like so, sobriety <laughs> sobriety. <laughs> I mean, they're they they can be sleepers. Let's just be honest. It's, it's, um, uh, but oh, uh, it's I, it's it's good stuff that Phil. I mean, this this is the kind of show where there's all kinds of questions that come up, and they they make a good shot at trying to tie up all those questions in the last two episodes. <laughs> yeah, they tie up all those questions in 50 minutes and about what a $500 budget. Right, <laughs> in those last two episodes. But but we don't have to talk about that just now. Yeah. 
there's other reasons to be into this show, but I think that's one main reason uh, that that we love uh, Evangelion is is this sort of multifaceted uh, psychology and getting into the characters and um, and every character ha- is damaged and they have uh, a background that weighs heavily on the story mm. um, mm-hmm. and and really plays into why they're even say driving these giant robots so, uh, right yeah fate and misfortune and i like what you said about how they 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 are damaged and they do come in damaged and they become more so and in a lot of ways the show i believe is it's it's kind of like a a heroic journey turned on its head um it kind of fits the the popular zeitgeist now of like dark horror dark fantasy where you know sanity meters and, and video right. games oh, yeah, and yeah. all that <clears throat> kind of ahead of its time maybe in that of of these are people in general who want badly to do well and to get well and um and you know cruel fate is not <laughs> sure. is not is not aiding them in that um i think there's another facet too where um and i'm not uh, we are both admittedly not masters of anime. Oh, we haven't admitted that yet, right. but uh, <laughs> it might be an opportunity. So, and that's why we several. Yeah, and that's why we that. want to do this, right? Like we're a couple <laughs> of American guys who just right. really like Evangelion. Huh. I, I've seen a lot of anime, but I'm not like you know I've never watched Cowboy Bebop or Ooh. One Piece or <laughs> the sound of about 15 people. Right, a bunch of off. people just. Oh, yeah. just they just stopped following us. This guy's but, never watched One Piece. <laughs> but that's the point, right? Like, not everyone is. Anime is accessible in a very uh, unique way, and mm. and I, I think that the, the importance of something like this podcast is to is to say, hey, you can check this out. You don't have to be an anime dork, but you know, this is a yeah. good, this is a good way in because this yeah, a lot true. of, you know, there's a lot of anime conventions that it does, mm. uh, that it tackles and, and familiar anime tropes. But, um, uh, and I think actually the psychology of the characters is a big, is, is popular, right? Like, um, in tech on King Crete, you've got this guy who's like losing his mind and it goes into this whole, um, Thing about the Minotaur, remember that? Yeah, and uh, it does this like psycho, uh, psychedelic, um, strange. <laughs> you know, I'm getting that mind trip kind yeah, of. Kind yeah, yeah, this sort of like mind trip thing, and, and Evan, Evangelion definitely does that as well. That um, that the, the psychology, I think, is a big element of its attractiveness to folks. Um, that it was able to get someone with like no. I would have been open to anime, but I had no history, no experience with it. But I was just like, you know, my mind was blown wide open watching it and then wanting to understand it and having the first, you know, with my with my my, my cohort that has showed it to my first conversations about what's going on with these characters. Should I like this character? Is this right. guy sympathetic? Is he not? You know, half the room hates Shinji, the other half like, yeah, he's all right. He's in a tough situation. Those kind of conversations like started then and they go on right to the present online. It's like it's like Shinji in a way can be and he's a I don't want to say annoying, but a frustrating character. Yeah, your first time out, yeah, I I believe this he's almost gonna be frustrating to anybody. 
You know what he reminds me of is <laughs> that um, I'm just thinking of this now. You know the the book The Road, uh, Cormac oh, McCarthy's on my The shelf. Road. Haven't read it. So uh, yeah. and then there's the movie The Hughes Hughes Brothers uh, movie, but there's the kid in it, and in the book and the movie, the kid is like he's really pathetic. <laughs> like he whines, <laughs> he's weak. Uh, Shinji's not like that bad, but um, but I think there's this whole uh, element of Shinji like. He's Shinji, the core character of the show. We haven't even introduced characters yet. Oh uh, yeah, so <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get to that. We'll get Don't worry. But, yeah. but this kid who uh, who maybe he does what he's told, <clears throat> or he's he's obsessed with being liked, and uh, and he has to sort of grow into becoming, you know, uh, a mature person who lives for himself and not worry about what other people think of him or something. Is he the least? Like, is he the least um, brave or the most, uh, <laughs> I'm trying not to use too <laughs> negative of, of sentiments for this fellow, but of a protagonist yeah. that one can think of, like, <laughs> in a big show, right? A immensely Why, popular show. That's a good point. Why make Shinji the central <laughs> character of this show when he seems very weak and and, uh, and not motivated at all and... Uh-huh. Um, I mean, I guess, I guess because we, everyone can kind of relate to him in a way too, right? He, he, he's looking for acceptance. He doesn't, people are disappointed in him maybe, but he's, he's looking to be, uh, um, what's the opposite of disappointed? <laughs> Valid. <laughs> yeah. Validated. Validated. Right. Um, and, and, uh, the, the show largely avoids obvious characterizations of that in a lot of way. Like I think Shinji is irritating because yeah, he can be, um, he can, he can appear cowardly or he can appear, um, not, not helpful right. <laughs> at times, but, but he's not, he's not one dimensional in that aspect. Other characters are like, oh, they've had a, they have issues with their mother, but that's not the whole character or this character's brave, but it's not mm-hmm. the whole character. It's not like, oh, but sometimes they're not brave too. It's not even that simple. It's the, the, some, the thing I really, really appreciate maybe more than anything else about the way the characterizations go in this show is that every character has their own entire um, full life and plot line and fair characterization throughout the show. That's true. And then we even get uh, later down the road, we get sort of character centric episodes and you get some backstory, Shinji backstory. You get backstory on Shinji's father who will meet, in the first uh, episode, Gendo, and uh, there's a, you know, everybody uh, meets uh, Misato-san. She has also um, some some backstory issues. And if Shinji weren't so obviously the protagonist, and he really is obviously the protagonist, like, there would be enough room to argue any of these characters could be the protagonist. All of them get, get a, get, full treatment and not just like a Masato episode here or there. Like you see her entire journey. Right. She has, she has a beginning, a middle and an end. And they even go after some of like the real secondary characters. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Gendo's, uh, the white haired guy. What? I can't think of his name right now. Uh, Futsuki. Futsuki. Yeah. Uh, we get, we get some backstory on him and, uh, which ties into, right. um, whatever, but uh, I, I considered have like, I, I built a series of topics for episodes of Gavin future. I was trying to find a place for a few Yutsuki episodes because <laughs> I was confident we could fill a podcast 
with Siutsky. He's the character I'm not. Um, I haven't paid as much attention to, so he's, he's uh, in the background. Be, it'll be an educational thing for me, but we'll get we'll get to that as well. Um, what else? So psychology. That's a that's a main a big thing. It's a good book. What what else is great about Evangelion? Well, we just um, we we were just you know considering this and reviewing some of the uh, the awesome hot action in the first episode, and um, I mean we'll get to it in, in a few minutes here, but it just it just looks incredible. It looks great. It looks great. It looks like it is twenty five years old, and it looks great. I mean, I, I was going back actually. Uh, we're watching the Netflix um, version mm-hmm. of of, uh, of this. And I was going back and watching some of the other anime they have on there. I used to watch Robotech as a kid. Mm. And I have to say, Robotech's older, but the Evangelion, Evangelion uh, <laughs> animation is better. Um, a lot better. They do a lot more with scale and movement. Um, I think it was cutting edge for what it was at right. the time. I mean, you know, Disney could was doing things better, I'm sure. But for what it was on the budget they had, right. it I believe looked good. They, I mean, they, they take some shortcuts here and there, you know, using a still and yeah, and uh, a lot of dialogue with no movement on the screen. But hey, we're <laughs> we're trying to do a you know what? A, how, how did this this come out weekly in Japan when it came out? Right, and there was there were time constraint issues and budget issues that became very real uh, later in the show. And and you just watched it. Does it look better as it goes on? Uh does I don't know. That's a good question. I, I guess I hadn't really thought of that. We'll see, I guess. Yeah. Because in my mind, it stays roughly the same. But I, you know. I mean, I guess it, their chance to do something better with the animation comes from uh, the movies. When And we'll get into those, too. They they get Ooh. into the movies, and they really touch it up and make it look pretty. And, um, you know, if you're on a – if your time restraints uh, – Prohibit you from watching 26 episodes of Guy this. Guy who's listening to Evangelion. <laughs> yeah. uh, watch podcast. the movies. I like the movies a lot too. They just they look great, and uh, they you know they change the story up a little bit. Oh yeah, and we we have thoughts. We can definitely yeah, have yeah. thoughts about about those. Maybe on another thing. But, yeah. But yeah. So animation. This thing looks great, and you know this is big robot animation. It's big robot animation. It's it's giant robots fighting what appear to be giant aliens. Right. Uh, and it, even though you can you can pick out the frames a lot of times, mm-hmm. it's stuff that you're just not going to see again. Yeah, yeah. Awesome con- con- concepts in the fights, like um, heroic scale. Right, scale. I, I really like the scale, uh, and, and we'll probably end up pointing this out a lot when we watch through, but um, their ability to, to animate size you know, like giant robots being blown into a hillside and just yeah. absolutely annihilating, mm-hmm. you know, geography when they fight. And then, uh, and then later when we get to see the city, um, this like futuristic uh, Neo Tokyo that is is like a it's a it's like a it's artillery. Uh, yeah, and, it's and just future shape of a city fortress, like militarized city uh, with. Weapon hard points and right, yeah. bar- like barricades that, that you know, f- f- flip up at me and recover for the giant robots. Right. So I like that. I like how it's they really put a lot of thought into uh, not just the robots and not just the, the fighting, 
which I mean, there's actually not a lot of fighting in some of these episodes, but in just sort of the whole world, I mean, I guess that's world building. You've got the subterranean mm -hmm. secret base. You've got the uh, the terrain yeah, on, city and you've on got the, topic the country. Of the city, yeah, it's like not only is it an awesome futuristic sci-fi fortress city, it also um, story-wise, you know, it has a reason for being there. It has a background. It has we get to see its development at some point. Um, <clears throat> you know, its its position matters like during fights and not during fights, like throughout the show. Right. Um, and then like even uh, we were pointing out watching some of these uh, rehearsals or whatever you want to call them, uh, <laughs> and we'll call it out while we watch these. But but the sort of uh, extra characters, like background art artists. Right. You know, a guy, you know, just a silhouette of a guy running across some train tracks for cover or or a bunch of guys in orange suits like on a scaffolding. Yeah. You know, listener, we'll let you decide if we're taking things into excess. But I, know. <laughs> I love every little thing. I love about the details. That's yeah. and, and I guess yeah. and then talking about how this is sort of low budget animation, um or not low budget, but you know, uh something that you can put out as a serial, a Saturday morning cartoon kind of thing. Um, they do pay a lot of attention to detail and they animate those little details to, to really uh, profound effect. It kind of reminds me, I was reading this morning about uh, kind of moral panic because the show got very popular after a bit, I, if I understand it right. You know, kind of enough to catch, catch the um, attention of, people who would wring their hands about the like degree of violence and eventually sexuality and <laughs> right. questionable behavior that yeah. starts to crop up later in a, in a kiddie show. Yeah. So, and you, you were saying you read somewhere it originally was supposed to be a kid's show or they, they, they released it on like a, a kid's um, television time slot or channel or something. I can't remember. I, I think that, well, well the, Oh yeah, I, I know what you're talking about because the 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 creator uh, Hideki Anno. Thank you, <laughs> um, Hideki Anno. We'll see if that sticks um, <laughs> pronunciation wise. <clears throat> he was coming off of a series of uh, less serious shows, and then just prior to this, he had made I think something that he meant they wanted to be very proud of uh, called Nadia and the blue water something along those lines was it nausicaa no was nausicaa it? was the uh oh that's the uh was the ghibli studio ghibli okay show that he worked on he animated the, the god soldier okay okay god, i'd bring up at some point but but he um nadia and the tale of blue water or something and i don't know exactly what happened but but he perceived it as a failure Okay, and it, it, it I've watched about half of it. It is much more kiddie, but then it starts getting more like science fiction series, uh -huh. and he's trying to go somewhere with it. And maybe it got canceled un, unforeseen. And before that, he had just kind of been an animator, I think, on various you know kids animation projects. Forgive me, anyone, if I'm butchering <laughs> his history. But um, we can get on the Wikipedia later. Yeah, and yeah. We'll fact check everything, and and we'll talk about it next episode. Yeah, we'll do all that after <laughs> after the show. You know. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, uh, I think, and then, the, you know, just to make it a three, I think one of the third things that make it so compelling is um, the, the story uh, and the, 
the things that are hard to understand, things that are intentionally vague, yet compelling, um, that drive people to have discussions like we'll probably spend a fair amount of time on this show. Uh-huh. Um, and if people have different, uh, different opinions about what went on and kind of the very slippery topic, a topic that I always like to bring up called the death of the author. It's the idea that like, well, okay, so the guy who wrote it, does he have the last say on what it means? Right. Okay. And so he was, he was vague on so many things, especially like a lot of the, the symbolism that's used, a lot of like religious symbolism is used. And, uh, Hideki swears up and down in interviews. It's like, well, we just wanted to stand out. We just wanted some cool, like, you know, big Christian crosses. And he was like, <laughs> yeah. the, he's some pretty ju- metal. Judaic. You know, <laughs> most of his interviews are like, like, oh, it didn't mean anything. I was just looking for something cool. <clears throat> but it's hard to believe in because right. you can you can twist stuff around and make so much of it make sense. And then the guy next to you will have a different opinion. Yeah. With a whole huge theory about how it makes sense in a different way. Yeah. And it's that's so fun. So it's like on one hand it's hard to believe they didn't have anything. On the other hand, okay, well who cares? It's also like yeah, you know, stuff the way comes it plays. out of it. We we set does the art now become uh, when we start consuming it, can we interpret it the way we want? And does if we're wrong, are we really wrong? Are we really wrong? If you're enjoying it, if you're making podcasts about it, right? <laughs> then I think you have some authority to speak at least to what it means to you personally. And maybe that's why uh, that that's what really draws you to this to this anime as well. And I think Hideki is also a what do they call it, an unreliable narrator. I think <laughs> like of, of the interviews I read, I honestly don't trust or don't think he has an accurate memory huh. of the mental space he was in for a lot of this because so much of it seems to have been made as a reaction to, um, as I understand it, a, a depression that he was having for the the. the "Quote unquote failure of his previous show and trying to put that on the screen huh. and kind of psychoanalyze himself. So it's like, um, so I think he probably read something cool about Judaism and that <laughs> oh this will work, it will mean this and that, and probably plopped it on the page and animated it, and then it's like, and then he's also intentionally vague and refuses <laughs> to answer questions is about he, what things is mean. Is he a Christian? Is he a?" Um, what do you call them? Uh, evangelical Christian. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe this is his big, he's like a uh, deep cover. <laughs> you know, Pat Roberts. Well, like, if you're an evangelical <laughs> Christian listening to our podcast, what, you're in the what, right place. What but. does it, because I know actually there are some of these, um, they tend to be a little trolly on Twitter and whatnot with the anime avatars. I haven't actually seen a lot of uh, Evangelion uh, avatars on Twitter. It's like Shinji on his knees in front of a crucifix. <laughs> I almost just don't think Shinji's kind of a beta, so I don't. I almost That's don't true. think that like the alt right would be into it. But I don't know. I don't know. If you are, hey, they uh, probably send us an email. The we'll read your email picking. on the air. <laughs> like all the time, he's sniveling. They'd probably really enjoy that. Yeah, look at that guy. His ass kicked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's not a lot of ass kicking though, right? I mean, there's a few set pieces. Yeah, um, but I would say for physically tossed around. Yeah, for like big, <laughs> for like big robot anime, is there a lot of big robot action in Evangelion? But yeah, the ratio is pretty low compared with like yeah your average big robot show. But they try to get like a one, you know one kind of uh, battle of the episode, most of the episodes. Most of the episodes. It seemed yeah. like 
they probably wanted to do like an angel episode thing. No, I take it back because I mean mm. the first two episodes immediately break with that because it's it's an angel fight that you uh, don't even see right away. And I, that's true. Like we uh, we're gonna watch episode <laughs> one here. We're gonna watch episode one here, and we're probably there. There really isn't a fight yet. It feels like there's going to be. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and we're going to try not to spoil a lot, but I'll just oh, say. Oh, yeah. That's a great topic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Should we hit Should we hit on that now? Let's talk about that. Yeah. We, okay. We've talked about this a lot. Do Because who is li- who is listening to this podcast? Are these people <laughs> that have never watched? Um, uh, there's got to be some people that have never watched Evangelion. And if we're pronouncing it wrong. Because I imagine. We're, I've we're known guys. Colluding um, it already, but. I've known people who I can picture like, oh, I read I read about this show. I'm going to listen to this podcast a bit and see if maybe I like it. Okay. They might have perhaps a different thought process than I do because I'm so avoid avoidant of spoilers. I would never do that. Right. But, so so we're gonna try not to spoil. Yeah. But on the other hand, uh, we want to we want to highlight key points that that you want to sort of retain for later. Yeah, I think that's the approach of because I kind of I would feel really bad. I think actually, if somebody's listening to this and and we we kind of spoil something, it's a cool reveal later because that's what's so fun for me about shows in general and this show in particular. For as much of it as you can understand the first time through, um, just due to the machinations of the plot involved. Something I also thought of is it's just a lot cooler to let the show do it than us, you know, trying to you know, discuss something and right. then we get to it. It's like, Oh, there's that thing we talked about, you know, five hours ago. Yeah. It, it, right. Um, and the, yeah, that's true. So it's like, and there are some big reveals uh, yeah. here and there. Generally the episodes end on a sort of a cliffhanger. And then there are some, there are some uh, twists and turns as we figure out um, pe- character back. How, how can I even say without uh, <laughs> revealing, but, uh, it's sort of like a soap opera in a lot of ways in that they will they'll allude to something and someone will have a shocked face. Yeah. But usually the reveal comes very soon. Right. Like yeah. either at the start of the next episode <laughs> or in the next shot. Yeah. So, so like somebody will be like, oh, I wonder what your father would think of that. And then the next shot would be, oh, the person's father. Yeah. <laughs> or will be like, Sorry. oh, we're in a lot of trouble. And then the next shot would be an explosion. Right, um, right. So that's that's good. The show is very generous and it doesn't string you along. It doesn't string you along. Yeah, it's almost like things that are revealed. It's kind of like the it's like unknown unknown. It's just like oh, I didn't even know there was a thing. <laughs> there. Okay, so and I, I have a couple notes. Um, I guess we already sort of got into it. I had uh, in our Ava chat section what what is our history with oh okay anime. yeah like where did you first see anime and, and what are you sort of into yeah so that's probably good so i'm i guess in the broadest sense like i'm a movie person who likes kind of all sorts of stuff but i'm usually really i'm really picky about stuff and so that means you know probably i don't i wouldn't dive into something as esoteric as anime on my own probably unless i had been told to watch this show, sat down and watched this show. Um, and so that didn't happen until college. And I mean, like I've watched, I've watched uh, a lot of Miyazaki. 
He's like a favorite of mine. Yeah, and that's Nagumon anime. Is anime hundred percent? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's I great. mean, it's sort of like the the Disney of anime. Yeah, but that's yeah. not a bad thing, right? It's I funny. mean, those are good movies because Studio Ghibli stuff is really good. Oh, it's it's amazing. It's, it's accessible. It's accessible. It's kind. Of, I think it has in common with, uh, you know, Genesis having Jolly. <laughs> I think it has in common that they're both like kind of the the great. Uh, the great monuments of their type. Like this was the great. This is like the Nirvana kind of sure of you know serial anime Evangelion. Like it, it meant to subvert it, but it ended up kind of being the new the new standard. Um, and then Miyazaki's work is kind of like the Disney. You know, it's like this is as good as like this kind of anime can get. Friendly. Right um accessible meaningful <laughs> you know brings big broad stroke epic anime kind yeah. of um so so i watched i mean and then like i've watched attack on titan oh a yeah a couple yeah. episodes of berserk i haven't that's watched about berserk, it but yeah okay wow <laughs> that's uh, like and yeah and like uh like maybe a dozen episodes of the uh, nadia huh like not a lot I'm yeah. sure picking through IMDb, I could find a couple others. Yeah. Well, so maybe that's another thing. Um, I also love animation, though, just non-Japanese Sure, animation. yeah. I've watched a lot of just animation. So I, for and for me, like like I said, first my first foray into anime was probably Star Blazers, which almost doesn't count. Um, it was an anime, uh, but it was done, for, this was sort of a translation for American audiences. They... They definitely streamlined it and took out a lot of the violence. It was it was definitely aimed at kids. Still great though. I go back and watch it, you know, uh, regularly. Um, my it was probably my mom, uh, maybe in her attempt to get me more immersed in Japanese culture, would oh, bring home stuff. Yeah. yeah. So you know, I was pretty young when my mom brought um, Akira home from the library, and. Um, Oh, that was probably my first, yeah, yeah, that was probably my first, like, adult, adult anime. Um, I think there's a brief nudity in it. It is quite violent. I remember that. They talk about drug use. (laughs) I Um, saw it in high school, and it was, like, it was definitely, like, probably the most adult thing I'd ever watched. Yeah. At that point. And it's, it's, uh, it's also very much uh, about the psychology of the characters. So, um, that rings... That rings very true in Evangelion. Um, There's a similar kind of uh, horror science oh, fiction yeah, for sure. element. Body it. horror. Uh, yeah. That that uh, there it spun off in a way Tetsuo Iron Man, which wasn't anime, but um, but yeah. So uh, that's probably my early history with anime. And then in college, I think I always had an interest in it because of the impact of Akira on myself. So. Um, in college, uh, living close proximity to Scarecrow Video, we would rent, you know, Fist of the North Star and oh. um, Vampire <clears throat> Hunter D. Things I rent a of. lot of times. Yeah, <laughs> these are all these are more movies again, <laughs> not series. Um, I never really got. I mean, Star Blazers would be the only series I ever really got into, um, but uh, but definitely the anime movies. And then and then together we've watched some of these too. Uh, um, Millennium Actress, didn't we watch that? Together? Oh, we did, yeah. And yeah. Uh, what's that other sure. one? That was great. Um, 
by the ghost in the shell guy. Uh, you mentioned te- uh, Kincreed. Oh, Tech on Kincreed. Oh, that's yeah. great. I, I love that, that one. That's a, yeah. that's pretty unconventional anime. Maybe we should do a pod one episode. <laughs> yeah, as a as a as a complete. Yeah, if you like this, but <laughs> what do you like is listening to things that's not about it. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> that's very much psychological anime, but there's no big robots in it. Oh, um, I remember after I finished probably my second going of Evangelion, I watched uh, Lane. 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 It's huh, because it, at the time it was showing up as what to watch after Evangelion. Mm. On a lot of lists, mm. and it's kind of a, it's kind of like a hacker story. The protagonist is a, is a young lady, kind of Shinji like. Huh. It's very brief. I feel like it's like four long episodes. Mm. It has one of those anime names like Lane Serial Complex or something. <laughs> but <laughs> um, yeah, so. Evangelion one point one one. Like a. I, that, that's another thing we should look into because I don't get all that so much. Uh, things in parentheses and titles. Is I there a reason? assume it looks cool in Japanese. That, oh, that, I think that's it true. might be. Yeah, it could be. Japanese awesomeness in, in, at play. So that's uh, what's next then? I also had a note here. Uh, why do we like it? I think we talked about that. So and then we'll hit that in the the next episode maybe if okay. we do that. So why don't we? Uh, so transition into playing the episode. Yeah, I have written here smooth transition. Okay, so this is this is quite bumpy. <laughs> ah! <laughs> uh, but that's okay. We're still learning. So uh, we we did want to focus um, on a couple of characters for this episode. Oh, right. Okay. So yeah. um, we talked a lot about Shinji. We haven't really talked about Misato, mm-hmm. uh, Misato-san, but... Um, Maybe we do some pausing during the episode and talk yeah. about her a little because uh, she's definitely a central character. But do we learn much about her in the first episode? I think we do. It's not apparent until you've seen a lot more of her. But we, we, we get the first kind of glimpse of the, of the, the confident professional exterior sure. um, with sort of the, uh, the, the tumultuous you know, psyche kind of <clears throat> beneath that. And then this um, really, this really does like uh, Shinji and Misato's yeah. relationship. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and if you dig into it, which um, I think we're capable of doing, yeah. if you dig into it, perhaps as far as you can, there's a lot of like, wait a minute, what's there's sort of a like a Mary Kay Letourneau thing <laughs> That's going perfect. on. So yeah, I don't know. Is this is that a product of the times? Uh, we're living in the post Me Too movement but, era, but would. How much of this would fly if this cartoon came this, out today? Well, in a sense, it kind of did, right? Because yeah. this is its, in many ways, you know, we're, we essentially are making this podcast. I always wanted to do something like this. Um, and we're essentially making it as a response directly to being released on Netflix. Right. Um, and a lot of the buzz online is that, yeah, this is the big, like, westernized release. You know, it's going to show up as you know, the top whatever picks for anybody who's been watching animation on Netflix yep. for a couple of weeks or a month or so. So it's a big deal. Yeah. So if you're seeing it right now on your Netflix account and then you were like, do I want to watch this? And you Googled 
and by some and you uh, love podcasts so much you google neon genesis podcast or neon podcast evangelion probably didn't but because you predicted the name so it's so perfect it is that is really good actually <laughs> i like that a lot uh, neon podcast evangelion is or evangelion we'll, evangelion. we'll send john that but but if you were going, should I watch this? And somehow you came to this podcast, we're telling you, yes, you should. And we're going to hold your hand a little bit if you need that. And you've made it 40 minutes into the introduction. and Yeah, you're, you're still here. You're, you're so, like on the fence. You're like, I still haven't stopped the podcast and gone to watch the episode yet. <laughs> and you're waiting for us to make our big sell. So this is it. Heard it. We, we, <laughs> this is the sell. We are not anime guys. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> but but we're just two guys, one of which yeah, has we're movie guys, right? Yeah, <laughs> uh, we're also not professional podcasters, obviously yet, <laughs> but yet you know, but uh, you know that's the moonshot. But um, but yeah, we we love this anime. We we want you to watch it. We're gonna tell you what we <laughs> like about it because what what that's what everyone loves, right? Recommending something to someone. And then they come back later and tell you they liked it. I guess at the heart of it, yeah. I mean, like, why do I want to talk about this? I want to share the experience with other people, and I want to uh, be excited toward people. And that's that's the thing with a uh, you know, any kind of media, right? It's right, like right. Put it out there, and they will. Hey, you interested? And we've like sat. I mean, never even thinking of doing a podcast, we had sat around over bowls of noodles and just chit chat about this thing. So. Why not turn on yeah. a microphone? What? Oh, yeah. yeah that's, and, that's a good and, idea. Yeah. So here we are. Um, that's that's our cell. Come and, come and join us for <laughs> this uh, this venture into Neon Genesis Evangelion. Evangelion. And um, we'll talk about all kinds of stuff. If we're doing something you don't like, hey, let us know. Um, doesn't mean we're going to change our behavior unless you're like <laughs> yeah. legal. And you're, you're a cease and desist, maybe. But, but uh, um, yeah, join us on this adventure. Um, you'll, you're going to love it. It's great. There's lots of stuff to talk about. It's a, it's a, it's a wonderful show. And it, it's a, it can provide a lifetime of pondering. So, so you know, a whole new generation of people are going to be yeah. enjoying this. Oh, it's for kind sure. of wondrous. Like, That's 20 years. That's like, you know, new set of babies, right? Every. 20, yeah, what, and you know, what do we like? We like content. Yeah. People are looking for content, and this this gem of content just oh, appeared. Gem of content. So, oh my goodness, uh, it's it's really a good time for uh, Evangelion fans. It's, um, it's probably you know just to slow down our enthusiasm with a bit of housekeeping um, before I hit the play button, it's probably worth noting we are going to watch the, the Netflix version. Yes. We're going to watch on subs, because as I explained earlier, it's the right thing to do. I'm not sure we have 100% agreement in the room on that. Um, this but, is good, uh, though. We'll, so, like, and I keep, maybe I'm obsessing about it, the pronunciation. You can hear the characters pronouncing it in Japanese, and we can call those out, too, because I know educational. that they pronounce that hard G. But, very important but we yeah. are as americans you americans know, i think evangelion <laughs> is derived from an american an english word it feels it feels yeah like so english seems British. right but yeah we're gonna have like this argument about it feel free to email us and argue <laughs> with us about it i'm sure there's someone who's very passionate 
about how we're supposed to say or, stuff. Or uh, I guess what, we a, don't care. A modicum of understanding. Like <laughs> <laughs> actual knowledge about it. You can you can love this show and pronounce it any way you like. And like I said, I'm gonna watch the dub. I'm gonna watch the English dub right. just so I can get on board because I know some of you are gonna watch it with the English dub, dub, and that's fine. Yeah, so you'll probably hear me obsessing over turns of phrase that are different than the two or so other um, translations, sub-translations that that's I'm used true. to. I don't know if I can help but do that, so I'll try to keep that a minimum. But that's good though, because <laughs> we were talking earlier. Even the if you're watching it Ameri- English dub or you're watching it in the original Japanese, either way you're absorbing it a translation. Unless you're a fluent Japanese speaker, which we are not, and probably a lot of uh, people watching this for the first time are not. Mm. So um, they probably have a wealth of resources in <laughs> Japanese that they would try right. to first. So again, we are <laughs> a couple of dudes who just like this show. <laughs> We're gonna say it the way we want. You know, you can say it the way you want, and you can take us to task for saying it wrong. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, the, the point is we love this show. We want to share it with you. Um, so join us. Ah, so without further ado, I'll go ahead and hit the uh, play button here. We will utilize um, adequate amount of pausing to discuss things that happened during this first episode. Um why don't we, so we'll make an agreement. If we're going to pause, we'll make it obvious that we're pausing it yeah. so that you can also pause if you're watching along. Ooh, isn't this great? Oh, it's like a DVD it. commentary. <laughs> uh, remember DVDs? They don't, they don't have them in the ask, you never ask your Ask your mother. <laughs> ask your grandmother. Remember? So uh, we'll say we're going to pause it here. You can pause your Netflix. We'll chit-chat. Uh you know, it doesn't matter if you're not synced up perfectly. We're not trying to be. And file under uh, things that probably could have been covered off air. But do you want? Do you wonder <laughs> if there is a way to put a timestamp on the screen in Netflix? There, it, that's a good that point. That would be brilliant. Uh, oh, because oh, then we while could say, it's playing, yeah, we could say like, oh, at two fifty-one. I think you can on like the PlayStation if you like wiggle the controller, it brings up. But I don't uh, know about the. We're using it's um, like a PlayStation. Ooh, should we thing? be? Giving free advertising to PlayStation. Right. Well, that's probably worth it. You guys sent us money. money. <laughs> yeah. We need to get paid for this so we can quit our jobs. That's Sony bucks. <laughs> so that's a freebie for Sony. Um, but yeah, yeah PlayStation. Probably not to mention yeah. any further products. When you pause it, though, you do get a timestamp. So we can maybe mention that. But we'll tr- we're, again, we're learning this as we go. We'll see what works. Um, and if you have comments, Write them in. Uh, oh, we're, we're going to have to have like an email address or something. Well, yeah. If we register a domain, we can get an email off. Of it. Okay. But we yeah. can just like make a, an email address. Yeah. Or, you know, we could be, no one's going to be able to write in on this first episode. N-G-E-podcast at gmail.com. Don't quote me on that. Oh, N-G-E-podcast. That might That's be pretty good. Yeah. On Gmail? Yeah. Okay. Maybe. We'll, we'll check. <laughs> we're going to... That's good though. N-G-E-podcast or N podcast <laughs> I don't know NGE podcast is probably good yeah just send all of them to CC anything remotely we're going that to jelly and podcast oh, someone, no one has that that's good we'll just say it. we'll just say it now we're going to open Nathaniel, up your whole Nathaniel <laughs> podcast Nathaniel <laughs> might have might have taken oh, away yeah, Nathaniel, Nathaniel Jermaine podcast Gregory Ed- Edwards podcast that jerk yeah. Um, 
let's let's just say now NGE podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. So just CC that with whatever we also later say we're yeah. going to do. Okay, but we we're can't gonna, go wrong. We probably should have figured this out before we started recording, but hey, we're figuring everything out as we're recording. That's, and that's the, part uh, of the adventure. Gets made. That's part that's, of the adventure. That's shouldn't not spoiling anything really, but you know, someone rolled up with a podcast and told us <laughs> to get in it, and we were like, oh, okay, we'll yeah. learn on the way. What well, would be ideal is if this was somebody's <laughs> first podcast they'd ever heard. Oh, yeah. So they just believe this is how a podcast usually goes. Yeah, Mom, like, if you're listening to a podcast for the first time and it's ours. Like this brand new technology, these guys are like working on mastering it. Oh, man. <laughs> okay, so all of these things. Um, I, I think it's funny to pretend we have an audience, too. <laughs> that is fun. But, There's a uh, lot of steps between think, um, yeah, recording I, this and that. but I think that there will be an audience I think. I think it's. I mean, it's doable. I would. I would. Website post it on the website, then it'll you know play in a podcast player. I think that's how it works. <laughs> what if a podcast enthusiast does a podcast about our podcast? Whoa! It's like <laughs> hopefully one with a podcast named Best New Podcasts. Oh yeah. Um, Is there? We should email that guy. <laughs> I'm sure he's looking for podcasts all the time. Yeah. He'll, um, Maybe not the best new podcast guy. Maybe just new podcast. Yeah, new podcast. <laughs> no, no, no qualifiers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm really gonna do it. I'm really gonna hit play now. All right. Okay. Um, we'll see if this works. One, two, three, play. Uh oh. Okay. So. <laughs> oh no. Ah, too many people are using my account right now. Huh. So that means most likely that my German au pair. Oh, Julie. Nope, this is my mother. Mom! <laughs> yeah, is watching the Great British Baking Show. Mm-hmm. Um, I can upgrade. I can force her to upgrade to two screens, which seems oh, worth it's... the $4 a month. Perfect. Okay. So I just spent $4 a month <laughs> of my mother's money. That she may or may not ever Netflix, hear about. Netflix, if you're listening, we are not sharing passwords. <laughs> This yeah. is biological mother. Yeah. Yeah. So my, my German au pair, I'm going to call and let her know that, you know, since she's left uh, the house, she can, you know, we'll, we'll cease her on the account. My mother, who, of course, lives in our mother-in-law apartment downstairs, <laughs> um, who, who shares the same address us. as us. All right. So we're promoting Netflix really right oh, now. Oh, and that's Sony and Netflix. Yeah. Them. Look at that. Two look at us plugging outs. these guys. So, mm-hmm. hey, come on. You'd think they would want. Cut us some slack. We're two dudes who like National presence for their, their little company. <laughs> okay. Now, okay. Hitting play again. From the top. Oh, it's happening. Goku no tenshi no yohoni. Steve has the unique ability to. <laughs> Remember more I, than one I took line two of this years song. of Japanese at UW, <laughs> and uh, so I never became fluent, but I, I know some pronunciation. I, d- I took four years of Swedish at UW. And Ooh, is Swedish there a Swedish people, dub? They can't understand me. Um, <laughs> there might be. Oh, man. So there's the, a Spanish dub. There's a Spanish dub. Um, I've heard, well, the translations are different on all of them, and. <laughs> Large part of me wants to dig into each translation <laughs> and understand the differences. If we if we run out of material at, right around uh, at 
think you had us mapped out 60 episodes. 60 episodes. So if we start running <laughs> out of material, I like this. I like this part that I blinking during oh. the um, during the, the the intro credits. Well, I hope that we well, of course we will play through the intro each time, and I hope we have enough time 26 times over to dig deeply into them. This time we're just going right through them, but um, I love the credits. Yeah. They're incredible. Can we get a little more volume on that? Oh, I don't know if it's okay. good. It might not turn up. Uh, it might not show up on the podcast, but you're watching along with us. Yeah. Um, so, so a bit about overflowing pathos. We just passed that part. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> and then, oh, boom, Evangelion exploding into the sky and a rare shot of Shinji smiling. All right. Here we go. The year is 2015 AD, four years ago. And we are cruising over a flooded... City and uh oh, right into it, right off the bat. We have this, we have this alien-looking monster with gills propelling itself through the water. And did it? Did it? Do they ever say? Did it start in the ocean? Are we pausing? Are we pausing our first pause. I held out for like five seconds. Okay, there. we're pausing here. We're at one minute and fifty-one seconds. Shot pause. of a whole bunch of tanks. So um, I, uh, oh, I forgot Netflix does this. They gray out the screen. Uh, that's okay. Well, it's okay. That's I know okay. what it looks like. But we like to stop here because this is this um, is um, one of the things that that I've always liked about uh, uh, Evangelion is 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 the artillery, the the um, the mil- military military hardware, the right. lovingly the lovingly drawn military hardware of this show. Uh, both of us, uh, <laughs> you know, to just further alienating what to, what to be like, <laughs> both of us lean a bit on the left. I would say politically. Right. Um, I have no great love of killing and war. Well, um, <laughs> what I have, what I have always said is that murder and violence and war, these things belong in movies and video games. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic! Right? I uh, love that. I mean, that's if you amazing. gotta have it, why? I mean, uh, I've great. seen some. You know, you've seen some footage. It, it, it's real life. It's heartbreaking. I think um, if you want to watch a great anime that really addresses it. Uh, check out Grave of the Fireflies, uh, which I've seen. Yeah, uh, which uh, is like a terrifying experience. This is this is war done and without glamour. But right. But for the purposes of this podcast, we will assume that war is awesome. War is awesome. <laughs> and look look at this shot here. You've got you know what uh, a quarter mile of tanks with right. their guns all trained on this angel coming. And and uh, what's this little gray car here? It's it's, a, it's an awesome little like uh, I wish I could remember my commanding. Is that a hump? This is like a Humvee. Humvee it's or an something. awesome little like command vehicle. Yeah. Probably, I, I bet it's got a machine gun in it. You know what I, I like too though, and we talked about this is the, the way they show scale. Yeah. And here you they throw in this little jeep, and it gives you a sense of the size of the tank. That's true. That's and true. You, and you're also you're seeing this like wrapping thing goes into a a valley that's sort of hidden. We don't know how many tanks are tucked into that little culvert either. Right. But I, I like it there. We're, we can see way off into the distance in this shot. We got a lot of a lot of scale done with zero animation. This is a right. still. And and, and, and and yeah, that's true. That's true. It, it's it's beautifully drawn. I love the little. They they look like <clears throat> someone had littered the coast with those like tank stoppers. They oh have an yeah, actual yeah, name. okay. Uh-huh. But I remember my, my buddy who was making me watch this the first time around. He right here he laughed to himself. He kind of butter in his breast like, <laughs> like oh they have no idea what they're dealing with. Like this would do anything. <laughs> yeah. Like which was just kind of awesome to me because it set the stage for me. Which I was like whoa what are they dealing with? But I mean now that I now that I 
I know the show. It is like from a plot perspective, it is a cool little moment here. We're like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna line up all these tanks and stop um, this incoming monster. It doesn't. It kind of hints at a little bit of backstory too, and and uh, because right they they have. Uh, well, we haven't seen it yet on screen. This is not a spoiler. They have giant robots, but their first line of defense in the introduction. Is, yeah, yeah. For some reason, they're not using the giant robots. They're using these tanks. And mm-hmm. uh, as we'll see, is this a spoiler? It's it's futile. Oh, I think <laughs> I think spoilers for things that are happening in the episode are okay. Okay, okay. We'll say that because so, that's and, almost and we can hit play because it's going to happen here pretty soon anyway. But um, yeah. I, I like it's another theme to look out for, especially in the early part of the series, is they dump a lot of money into ammunition. Right, right. <laughs> and it comes up, especially early on, the immense operating cost of operating all, you know, this this military machine. I mean, and this is just like, this is just some tanks. Like when we get into it later, like they hint at the, you know, the budget of, right. of nerve, you know, being like, you know, We'll, we'll get to it, but like, you know, half the GDP of the world or something right. like, like it's ridiculous the amount of resources and you can assume like kind of like national, uh, you know, international like, you know, supply chains and machinations and how much of, of what's left of the planet is going into keeping this and, operation. And you right. know, this, this, uh, again, this being launched on Netflix now when we're on what year 16 of a war in the Middle East ah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, the yeah. idea that we're as a as a nation are dumping, you know, a third of our nation's budget into blowing up this desert. <laughs> so it's actually quite like, yeah. it's actually quite on point. So some, <laughs> someone is getting paid and they talk that about that yeah, yeah. in this show too. They do it because, you know, they have a, they have a, there's an economy uh, of warfare here, and uh, maybe they're trying to turn the tide now or something. But um, should we hit that? It stopped us. So yeah, if we if we go on too long, it actually reminds. But that's okay. We're still at 150. Another thing I want to mention here is that sound of the is it a cicada? Yeah. Or a cricket? Yeah. It becomes like a very. Um, it's like an establishing sound. Yeah. 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 Establishing that shot calm, sound. They use it for calm. Definitely here we have the calm before the storm. Anyway, yeah. other detail to ramble on. We're not even two minutes in. Well, yeah, and, and well, we are we are like yeah moments into the episode, and yet the the other thing that we that we blew by that I resisted pausing during was that first shot of the creature. Um, it's just packed with it's just packed with uh, meaning uh, for for the for the show. Um, and it's, it's, it's quick, but it's just filled, it's just filled with like the sunken city that we mentioned. Um, and we can see in the tank shot, like these kind of ruined buildings, you know, poking out, out of the water. Um, and the scale of this thing, you know, uh, pushing through the water as it goes by it. Um, it's sort of like giant, uh, very cartoony looking foot. It always catches <laughs> yeah, my it looks like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, uh, big, yeah. Uh, like they didn't, you know, draw the toes, kind of like cartoon foot. Um, and it all happened so fast. But like, if you had a moment, you know, to think about like, okay, all these tanks lined up against this massive creature coming through the water. But it all, but but they established that in seconds. Right. It's like packed. 
Yeah. It's like the the action is forthcoming. Okay, right. so now we're playing. Play. This great. Oh, I love the little seagull. This great, yeah, seagull <laughs> taking off from the uh, trunk of the tank. See more shots of the ruined city. And, uh, oh, I love this shot too. We're pausing, yeah, pausing again. The, the man running the away. The silhouette of the man running away. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just to give you the sense that, like, this is a. The city is is barren. There's nobody out. Right. They, so they have extremely efficient evacuation protocols. Right. It's it's like it's like super Japanese. Right. Yeah. <laughs> efficient. Everyone works together, and they get, except for this guy running through the railroad tracks. Yeah. What's his story? He was like, whoops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knows what he was up to? But he he might not make it, folks. We don't we don't know uh, what happens to this guy. And this is that that storytelling I mentioned before uh, that I called kind of like. Soap opera ish of like them saying something and then showing it immediately. Right. So the the <clears throat> their their have over loudspeaker over the city apparently everybody evacuate and then they show a guy evacuating. <laughs> it's like quite on the nose. All right, play it again from two oh five. An empty train station. Everyone's evacuated. All the trains are stopped here. We see. We just kind of have people this, have abandoned their cars. Sorry, two eighteen, and this is this is kind of a an Evangelion thing too of like excess of detail. It's sort of like similar to the love of military hardware, kind of like you know, it's like lovingly drawn. Like they they he they love describing you know the little details of how the evacuation is going and the instructions for people on how to evacuate. It's uh you know it has no interest whatsoever to like the larger <laughs> picture, but it's like this kind of like this world building celebration of organization. Right. Yeah. It's not just geography, but this is society. We're building. What is life like in the year? What year is it? 2015. 2015. Right. So, way future. in the future. Uh, yeah. That's something that doesn't, I think it never comes up, but like what is what is life like for yeah. your average like survivor, your average person? Like is like our totalitarian regimes the norm now? Right. Yeah, we don't get to see what it's like in the other countries. Really. Yeah, we get a little bit of a you get a little bit of a hint of what it's like <coughs> in, in America uh, later on. Um, you, you hear about an accident or something, right? Right at, at a facility there, but people don't seem particularly unhappy in. In Tokyo, in Tokyo three, it's like you know the kids at least are happy. You never see the adults because That's plot true, mostly. Yeah. It's like um, for for reasons, right? Uh, for spoilery reasons, but <laughs> okay. So continue on. So we're playing from two twenty. Okay, so we see Misato's uh, blue sedan through the empty streets. She's got some files okay. here. I'm pausing at the picture of Shinji here. Okay. Yeah, let's talk about this. Uh, I don't know why I love this photo so much. It's um, good though. I just love his face. He's this, in a he's in a uniform, a school uniform. Very handsome, militaristic school uniform. Yeah, I like that. Uh, the high collar. It is sort of impure. You gotta have a thin neck. Yeah. Nice healthy, nice healthy neck. Um, <laughs> he's got he's got a standard Shinji grumpy face on there. Oh. He looks like he was called into the room to take this picture. He's none too thrilled about it. Um, it says under his picture, Ikari Shinji. 
So I can read a little bit of Japanese. Ah, Shinji. Now, in, in the last, <laughs> in like the, the much celebrated platinum DVD release, which was the, the big, like, kind of like, you know, correct final say release that came out 15 years ago, they translated a lot more of the on screen text. Oh, that's good. It's lacking in the Netflix one here, I've noticed. Um, oh. To the extent that I can read something, I'll try to read it. Then. <laughs> Thank you. Your guide to Japanese. But my Japanese can be seriously airs. lacking, so <laughs> well, you know, bear with me. Okay, and okay, I'll, I'll stop mentioning this after this. But yet again, okay, so we go from the, we go from Shinji. We're at two minutes um, and thirty seconds. <laughs> two minutes, Shinji. A picture of Shinji to. A shot of Shinji looking exactly, looking exactly like the, the same. It's a little, it's a little joke, right? You know that the animators are making, but it's just, it's just so consistent with the style. And Shinji has the same face. Yeah, just serious or, or no emotion really. He's not a lot of fun. Yeah. So, so here's our protagonist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, welcome, uh, welcome Shinji to the show. Yeah. He's uh, this kid has issues. Right. He'll mention, you know, it's no spoilers. I believe he mentions it frequently. Doesn't have a lot of friends. Not a lot of friends. Uh, you know, he's gonna he's he's gonna say, I don't again, I don't think not too spoilers. He lives with like his his uh his like uncle, you know, like right. with his you know, well, that's true. Once removed. Okay. And he's he's living 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 his living his life, um, not going to a lot of parties or really uh a lot of passions, <laughs> and his face reflects that. How old is Shinji? Why he's fourteen years old. He's fourteen. Okay, so try to think back to when you were maybe you're fourteen right now, and you listen to podcasts. <laughs> Which case? Where are your parents? Okay, <laughs> there may be an F bomb or two dropped, yeah. and just fair warning. Uh, we might we might have sworn <laughs> several times already. Could just not even I, notice. I think I think we're pretty excessive. We're trying not to be too crude. Steve um, Steve swears fluently. I I'm still kind of a softy, but I guess it depends on how many beers I had. I only brought one. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, Shinji, our protagonist, he's 14. You know, 14. That's your middle school age. You're hitting puberty pretty hard right now. That's uh, true. That's true. So there's a lot of things here. This is a coming of age story in maybe the hardest oh. possible way. Oh my goodness! If 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 it is anything, it is a coming of age story. So for 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 so many characters, especially the 14 year olds. Right. <laughs> so it's it's a rough time. Everyone remembers being 14. I think it's sort of a tough time uh, in your development, and Shinji definitely is having a tough time as we will discover. <laughs> so he's been, and he's um, been called, you know, to to meet with a essentially a stranger in a strange city standing here making a phone call trying to figure out what's going on. Okay, play it from 2:30. Yeah, he looks with irritation at the phone. Um, I shouldn't uh, have come. Standard Shinji sentiment there. Okay. And pausing okay, on our pausing. next photograph. We're at 245, <laughs> pausing. Okay, it is a real shame that uh, Netflix isn't translating a lot of the text here. This is going to be lost. Yeah. This Shinji, is going to be lost. Uh, I don't know. So this Shinji is a shot Kuhn, of... I love... I can't actually read it. Oh, because I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll do a quick... There you go. Um, this is a shot of uh, a character we're going to meet in a moment. It's... 
uh, an attractive, uh, you know, young woman, not Shinji's age. Um, that's about all you can tell anime style, I think. Um, there's a lot of hearts and, and a uh, picture uh, diving in, uh, air diving into her cleavage. Right. Uh, translated. I don't know, actually. In the Platinum Edition, it says, attention here, please. Attention here. So she wants him to <laughs> well, Yeah, and, and we, we've discussed this. Yeah, Coco Ni. Because uh, this actually photo, says Coco Ni, and then I can't read the kanji. I swear we're not Coco Ni means here. Yeah, you're we're right. Not, we're not positive just to be perverted. We are. Um, this, 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 this photograph is questionable. Yeah, <laughs> this photograph is strange. Why did Misato send this to a 14 year old? Uh, right. is it, well, this is a show that was made by men. Is this sort of like a weird male fantasy? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's an anime thing. Maybe they're just diving into the like the anime trope here hard. Is it satire? Yeah, yeah. yeah like, they're being, are they? <laughs> we can let them off easy. We can call it satire. I think. I mean, plot wise, when you break it down, it only makes sense. Well, there's two ways to, to do it. Either someone got a hold of this picture, like Shinji's classmates got a hold of this picture, and drew all this stuff on there. Um, but did one of them put lipstick on and kiss it? Yeah. Oh, oh, as you say, maybe he got this picture not like it, from it her. delivered to his class, and then someone else opened it because they're always picking on him or whatever. Is it a photograph or is it a print? Uh, I think it's like. I think it's like one of those that you print off and then it comes to life in front of your eyes magically. <laughs> what are those called? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, the question but, is. Uh, but okay, but then it has like instructions on what to do, and they're in the same handwriting as the attention here, please. Uh huh. So I feel like that theory doesn't work because it's all like the same person, and do a little heart in there. I think Misato sent this to him. And if so, why? Maybe she did she not know or was fourteen or <laughs> or she's sort of messing with him a little bit. Or is there something wrong with her? <laughs> that's true that well isn't there <laughs> there may Don't well we come be. to find out there may well be so it's one of three right stories. okay so and i just wanted to call attention to it because it's, it's tough it's, it's a problem there's a cultural thing here too and I, cultural him thing. not being like anime buffs necessarily <clears throat> um true if, if you're listening and you have a perspective let's hear it <laughs> yeah, right and, and we and, talk yeah about it. i imagine what some of the perspectives on this photo might be yeah <laughs> but i i think it's fair to say that misato san sent this to shinji and i think she's kind of messing with him a little bit i think she is i think yeah, yeah i mean and she she has she has you know it's a coming of age story for her yeah, as well because yeah. of circumstances of her life Maybe we can call back to this photo later. We'll okay. kind of get there. Put a bet. Uh, what do you call that? A, put a pin in it. A pin in it or whatever. Put a nail in it. We'll, we'll come back to it. But uh, it's something to think about. Already the first mystery of <laughs> the first <laughs> mystery. <laughs> first big mystery. Okay. Okay. Onward. And we're gonna make it about five seconds for our next pause, and there we go. <laughs> so at two minutes and fifty seconds. Hey, the we first, see, first minute they come in thick. Can we say who this is? is? Is this this? We see a girl in a school uniform. Yeah. Standing in the street. Who is that? We don't know yet. We'll see her later in this in this episode. I think that's safe to say. Okay. We'll call we'll call back to her. <laughs> 
Okay, so yeah. we'll, and we're going to have to discuss this too because is she actually there standing in the street? It's a great question. I, you know, and if you, if this is somehow your first time uh, watching the show, which, which I don't mean, I mean it's entirely appropriate for you to be watching the show and listening to this for the first time. But um, if this is the first time of you watching this show, we'll probably you'll probably just experience this as us going on about nothing here. So if I say it's odd that she's there, I guess. Um, hit play again. Birds okay. fly it's off. It's so short, I can't tell if, if... Yeah. And then she's gone. So, yeah. so he's distracted by birds. So he kind of has that magical realism allowance where he looks away for a moment and looks back and she's gone. Do we ever see something like that happen in the series ever? We do. We do. Okay. We so, do. We so, have to wait a while. Right. And we don't know... <laughs> And uh, we'll get there. But this is another mystery. We're, we're two minutes and 55 seconds in. There's two very strange occurrences, the photo and this little girl in it's school. Strange for different reasons. And equally okay. questions, questions. Questions arise. Um, I mean, I guess I'll just say that this is not a fantasy show. Okay. So it's not the kind of show this kind of thing happens. Okay. So yeah. she's not an apparition. There's no yeah. ghosts. She's not, yeah, she's not, she's not a magic anime girl. Okay. She's, she's definitely a type of anime girl, but she's not a magic anime girl. I also don't, we know more about her, not spoiling even her name yet, but uh, I don't think you ever see her, like, take off running. Yeah, I mean, he she looks away. He yeah, looks does away. she, like, <laughs> book it off screen? Right. So was she there, or did he imagine it? I don't um, know. I don't have an answer for that. Onwards and upwards. Okay, so... So Shinji has a moment to contemplate it, but you can imagine he might never think of this again because... And we're about to get into some shit here. He's shocked into reality. Some awesome VTOL, like... Flying in reverse. What are they looking at? Oh my goodness. A towering monstrosity that looks kind of like an alien in a plague mask. I like this too. They've they've figured out... Um, pausing oh, with the okay, sci-fi tech stuff. Yeah, I like this... Uh, we're pausing at 318. I, I like how they've sort of calculated where the Ava's Ooh. or the Angel's going to go. Oh, with, within a degree of confidence. Yeah, yeah. There. So they so cool. they're so on top of this. They're this is this is uh, we haven't heard yet, but this is nerve. But the, the kind of the military or the military uh, headquarters. Okay. But these guys are they yeah. they have they have fighting angels. They've got it figured out in a way. Or yeah. have they fought other angels? They, they they wouldn't have okay. before this, um, but they have guidance, okay. uh, and they are they they're built to, to to get this job done. Okay, um, you know, I mean that's and that's that's a enormous plot point that we will that we'll, we'll delve into as we go. But I think it's so easy to take that for granted. Uh huh. And this this shot of that uh, <clears throat> of this you know like green you know lcd screen yeah, topography like with the with the the math on it and everything it's so easy to just bust right by it. it's like oh sci-fi stuff but in you know in keeping with this show it all works it all makes sense and it's all cool like <laughs> like steve pointed out it's so awesome they have the projection of likely approach yeah you know and, for, I, and again i like this how they're, we're getting a lot of information with a still shot there's no animation here this is a pan and scan uh, uh, still shot of their their strategy map or whatever you want to call it. Did some guy have to draw this? That's a good question. Yeah. Is like, that hand drawn? Probably. It's going to take an all day. 
or did they, or is this an actual topographical map of Tokyo or the area? And what's on the left? <laughs> yeah, it just sort of runs out, doesn't it? Like on the right, there's like topography. Then on the left, it turns in. Like, is that meant to be cityscape? There are those the highly organized city. Uh, yeah, that's oh, what they are. Okay, the yeah, city okay. Blocks. Okay, good, good call. And then on the lower left, you can see like there's some mechanized areas. Like those are might be like maybe that's an access chute. Yeah, a big circle. They do a lot with very little. Let's hit. So, let's hit play. So cool. Okay, it's cool hologram. I was like, we get to see it a lot. We can maybe pause on it another time. Yeah. Ah, cool. who are these guys? Let's pause here. Let's pause here. Okay. At three twenty-eight. We got uh, some more big characters. These are some bosses. Do we name them yet? Let's name the guy with the glasses. Oh, so it's Gendo Ikari. Gendo Ikari. Gendo Ooh. Ikari. Interesting. Um, he's yeah. <laughs> I like I like you put that. A couple of bosses. Um, we kind of resolved to not spend too much time on every character who pops up the screen just in the interest of maintaining our listenership. But let's, uh, let's name first them episode, at least. So, yeah, we, I Gendo, think we can name these guys. This is Gendo. Right the cool glasses and the pose. And, and looks like his lieutenant or something. You probably recognize Gendo from the internet. The gloved hands over his mouth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the other guy is his um, second in command. Fuyutsuki. Yeah, Fuyutsuki. Um, older, probably the eldest gentleman in the show by a long shot. Um, and, uh, they're about to, uh, give some orders. It's an angel. I wish they had, Netflix doesn't put titles on those, uh, intertitle screens. Oh, they really should. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So, oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> My phone distracted me. Okay. So yeah, shit's going down. Um. So Shinji dodges a couple of uh, like you know guided guided missiles. Yeah, yeah. Guided rockets <clears throat> that slam into the angel. Uh, kind of leave no mark on the thing. And so it's kind of like the, uh, the you know the army is going into into assault into defense here. Huge explosions. All, All missiles, missiles direct, direct get hit. And then boom. What is that thing? <laughs> There's some kind of lance projected out of its um, out of its uh, hand. Is it okay to use jargon that you know that like won't make any sense to someone who hasn't seen it before? Because uh, you know, what is that lance? Is that the AT field? Is that? Our first appearance. <laughs> our first appearance of the AT field. Okay. Um, so we're gonna yeah. we're gonna learn about that. I think they mention it once here. Uh, yeah. We don't have to talk about the AT field but yet. Still, but, look, it has some kind of like. You wouldn't know what this power is, but look at that. Look at that awesome spearing the uh, the helicopter, spearing the jet craft, whatever it is, out of the air. Okay, we're hitting play at 349. Yeah, and then uh, Shinji putting the hardware. Here's our second instance of seeing some uh, some power there. In the first is, close call. Um, so we're pausing for that just because you know how much I like talking about that. Okay, let's pause it here. <laughs> we're pausing at 403. So we see Masato... Uh, in front of the you know burning wreck of that craft, unfortunately. But um, I, I I like uh, we like to talk <laughs> about this because Shinji <laughs> just about got crunched by the angel. That's true. And the, That's que true. the question is, was the angel aware of Shinji? Was he trying to step on Shinji? Why would he? Why would he? Right. 
I mean, and, and that broadly could be an, that could be answered pretty broadly, like as you watch the show. Like we got the protagonist here, we got an antagonist. But how would he know who he is? How would he know he's there? Right. I mean, you got to kind of it's certainly a close call, but was it intentional? That's hard to say. And I guess my thing with it is, is like the show worked hard enough to avoid this kind of, these kind of like you know action for action sake coincidences. Um, you know, anytime, uh, yeah, I'll say in The Incredibles, uh-huh. the thing that really took me out of The Incredibles, <laughs> Dash is, is, is running along, you know, he's evading, he's evading all the, the goons and uh-huh. their VTO uh-huh. yeah. things. Um, <clears throat> and then he runs off a cliff. He's previously run along water and discovered he can do that. And that's awesome. Uh-huh. Then he runs off a cliff and he finds he can't run on air. He does fall. Wiley Coyote like, I, <laughs> um, I remember. And then he falls onto one of these crafts zooming by. Uh huh. I was like, oh man, why did they have to do that? Because nothing else in the movie gets that gets that like what luck, right? Like oh, the amount okay. of split second luck for that to happen is preposterous. So I have to do this. I have to do this acrobatics in my head. We're like, okay. So the guy saw him and tried to catch him, but then why did he look surprised? Okay, well, maybe it's always surprising to have a kid fall on your ship, even if you planned it. Yeah. And I have to do all that stuff. And so <laughs> I take, you know, I think Evangelion takes itself seriously enough that it wouldn't just do this. And maybe they did, but then in the, you know, well, death from, of the author, I like yeah. to say, uh-huh. okay, but then why? Why did it happen? I think, I mean, just from an anim- again an animation perspective and showing scale and uh, maybe showing vulnerability, it, it works out nicely to have Shinji in a close call here. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's also the second closest he ever gets to an angel, it's which true. we'll see yeah, um, yeah. a lot later in the show. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> um, okay so yeah, so now we have Masato. Masato shows up. Let's hit play. There's a very cool Let's action one. Four oh three. Get in. Oh no, she doesn't. Sorry, been waiting long. So charming. So they're just peppering this 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 angel with 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 fireworks here. Wow. Like it flinches a bit. Sato is. Um, Woo! That was close. See, look, it tried to step on. Yeah, him. I swear it did. It did, and actually, it looks like the foot turns to pursue as well. Right. But, but uh, we don't have to pause it. But yeah, that's a detail I just noticed. <laughs> hundred percent. I'm all with it. So we have these military dudes who are frustrated. Everything. With the billions of dollars. Oh, this is a great shot here. You don't have to okay, pause. Let's, let's, boom. So oh, shreds that missile. God. Yeah. So you 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 know what we just saw. <laughs> that was awesome. One of the best things ever animated. Okay, so the, the military guys are banging their fists on the on the table. They're frustrated they can't take this thing down. AT field, yes. Standard AT weapons will be useless against the angels. And so this is like kind of your know, action movie stuff. These hot shots behind are like totally cool. And they're like, yeah, we, we know. We know. Standard weapons are useless. Oh, look at They scatter. They're going to do something big. Oh, my goodness. They wouldn't. Boom. Pause for catch up here. So we have the, we have a uh, mushroom cloud at, at five twenty eight. Um, so the the military is working working fast here. Conventional weapons are useless. So they pull out their biggest gun, 
an N2 mine, which I don't know if they ever make it explosive in the show. So it's, it's a non-nuclear blast, presumably, you know, nu- it's nuclear, you know, or is it, N- blast, is it N2 like uh, nitrogen? nitrogen bomb? I so like a hydrogen time. bomb, but they're splitting and I mean, that, I'm not a chemist, but I don't think that works. <laughs> no splitting a nitrogen atom. We're both chemist adjacent. I was a biologist. And I'm, and a, I'm a pharmacist, but you know, so between us, we make half a, half a chemist. But isn't like H2 is like an energy thing, right? So maybe N2 I think it's, is it's a very play. difficult to... <laughs> Wait, well, they're splitting an atom, right? I know that much. Yeah. <laughs> I believe that a nuclear blast is splitting an atom. Uh, maybe it. So if we go the nitrogen route, they somehow get two nitrogens to stick together, and then they pull them apart. <laughs> that, that makes an explosion. I don't know. You anyway, physicists out there. Yeah, maybe this is sort of that that uh, you know sciencey sciencey talk, so that yeah. you. Well, I feel I've read non-nuclear. Somewhere okay. I picked that up somewhere. Um, yeah, it seems so like who knows what the explosion is? Yeah, it maybe it's like, a nitrogen non-nuclear blast. Yeah, and they're not. Three. They don't talk about you know lingering radiation or anything afterwards. Right, so you're probably right. Um, but but the, but convention. This is the limits of conventional technology, basically. Uh, and probably like they show later in the show. Later in the show, like the. The crater that these things make yeah. is like visible from space, pretty much. Like it's, it's a huge blast. And I love this now. It, oh, we've hit play. Sorry. And it, oh yeah. So the car's being blown aside. We see a nuclear hellscape. Um, <laughs> and then sort of a cute little uh, hair blowing in the <laughs> yes. nuclear wind or whatever. Yeah, they're they're peering over the car. And I, what if Yutsuki and Gendo are like? They're kind of like. Are they disgusted at the display of emotion that the military guy shows there? Yeah. Is that what they're flinching at? That could be. That could be. So the car has somehow survived where nothing else even managed to be and like the, on screen. And look at Misato is still very in good spirits. Yeah, she is uh, unflappable. Look at her hair. Huh. Shinji's actually smiling. I, yeah. You know, I think he's had a bonding experience with Misato. Yeah, he's, you know, he's uh, sorry, pausing at 633 just because I know it's coming up here. So, yeah, he's remarkably resilient for a couple of near-death experiences there. Yeah, but I think that this is a this is maybe a quick little window into the Shinji personality. What, what he desires, and we'll see this throughout the show, uh, maybe more than anything is is like approval. Well, that's a good point. Like, he is pretty disconnected from reality. Right. I mean, like, the way, like, his his method that we see over and over again is, like, withdrawing, you know, completely from everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just he, he's just completely blown away by this, this beautiful woman, you know, right. introducing herself to him. He's like, oh, hey, you like me? great. That's nice. Yeah. I, you approve of me. Yeah. Um, you're definitely not disappointed in me at the moment. <laughs> this is a... This is an ongoing theme with Shinji, I would say. So the military guys here, uh, six thirty-three, are—they're um, they're, looking—they're looking like hesitant, but please. And then, oh my goodness, what? It's still there. The EMP blast wears off. The cameras come back on. The thing is still standing. He says that was our ace in the hole. You get the feeling that it's. 
preposterous. This is like dropping a nuke on the Hulk, right? And the Hulk is still standing somehow. That's happened it's messed up, though. This, this angel took some damage. Oh, yeah, and it's fun to point out that this is like... Uh, this angel... Sorry, pausing at 708, because then we're going to get talking about Shinji and Masato. Um, this angel is, yeah, injured by the N2 mine. And it's... <clears throat> I think it's fair to say that there are going to be more giant monster angels in the show. And that there is a a progression in their kind of their power level, sort of. Um, And like this one is, is like stunned by the N2 mine, where it's like pretty soon, like something like this wouldn't even. I think we, and we get to see the N2 mine. It's not the last time. Not the last time. Not the last time. Okay, so now Masato and uh, Shinji are uh, driving along their destination. Their cars are uh, cute. Some time must have passed. Their cars taped together <laughs> now. Oh, right, yeah. So Masato is, you know, arranging for their, their extraction. So I'm keeping my word. I was the one who said I'd come and get him. Note. Ah, she has a bright exterior but inside she is she's upset she's upset i love this i I don't think we ever get we don't get a lot of this in the show of this internal monologue and i'm going to pause at 738 uh where you can see the shot of her just looking just so distressed her car is messed up she had her best new dress on And, and in the old translation it says and i was looking and feeling so nice (laughs) it's just not you know things aren't things aren't really going her way and then as we as we leave her kind of internal world here she goes back to sparkling nanny um and now shinji is (laughs) judging her she stole all those batteries Uh, this is great here shinji just you know a lot of a lot of fun at a party um (laughs) He's kind of like mm. their little rule follower here. Yeah. Giving her giving her strife about stealing the batteries to MacGyver her car back together. <laughs> In the old translation, she calls him a cold fish. Hmm. It kind of teases him about being a, a boy. Not, the, not for the last time. <laughs> you seem a bit childish for your age, Misato-san. She didn't like that comment very much. She kind of like knocks him around in the car <laughs> a bit, like swerves the car. Okay, so now our two tough guys are. Um... Oh yeah, so they're discussing here that the angel apparently is has learned enough to know that humanity is watching it from a satellite or whatever, and blast the satellite out of the sky, or drone or whatever it was. There's the first shot uh, of the series of the Nerve Neruvu um, logo. Yeah, like the that that. Um... That half uh, atom like fig leaf. Oh, is that a fig leaf? leaf? That's how I've always taken it. Because it's like that would make more sense. I also was like the maple leaf <laughs> from a Canadian. It's plant. like the only biblical imagery I can make it make sense of, and it has that slogan: "God's in His heaven, all's right with the world." Which uh, I'm sure we'll try to try we got, to figure out later. Now we got military guys. Admitting their weapons were no good, and Gendo says, well, maybe Nerve should take over. 
And he does he does a little subtle maneuver there. You have to get to know him a little while before you figure it out. But he, he covers his smile with his glove there. Oh. He goes to adjust his, his right. It's like he's adjusting his glasses, but he's really like kind of covering up his and grin. He does that a few more times in this episode because this like, episode is a lot of like stuff coming together for him. Yeah, Gendo's been uh, apparently been planning or looking forward to this day. This is like when a lot of the stuff that that he has built an enormous amount of, you know, organization and technological achievement. And it's like, it's coming together. It's actively coming together. And so we just got a little uh, hint here of Shinji and his father issues, a shot of him uh, crying as a kid. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. He blazed right through that, but apparently they didn't have a, they don't have a happy relationship, and we I guess we can assume we haven't seen him in a while. Can we pause it on this here? The, at 1032, uh, I love this shot here of the car elevator. Uh, again, it's, a, it's another shot, very little animation to show movement and scale, but we've got this car clearly descending down to something. <laughs> right. Um, I also like that there are slots here for dozens, maybe hundreds of cars but they're the only one on it now. Right. I, so this thing serves some purpose in a time when maybe there were more people around. Well, I think Nerve is in, they're in uh, evacuation mode right now, okay. which happens like, you know, when the angel comes to town, you know, they, they signal the evacuation. And there's one, we'll get to it, you know, episode coming up, I think pretty soon where the, the, the difference between, okay, we need to evacuate and, okay, evacuation is done. It's like, Six six seconds of like <laughs> of like um of screen time right like they're very good at evacuating but other than that I I mean this place must require thousands of people working here right when it's running and then it gets down to a skeleton operation probably to you know prevent loss of life like so, probably when hunkers down in here so this is another picture of of uh, just giving you that idea of of like the the silhouette of the guy running through the train tracks. Kind of, um, we're on the, everyone's been evacuated. It becomes somewhat of a ghost town. And it's that love of, uh, of detail with like the hardware and the technology. Yeah. There was this, the very first um, <clears throat> reveals for uh, Evangelion 1.0, the rebuild films that they made after the show, which are, are basically a redo for, uh, I don't know, uh, Hideki, the, uh, the Acher. Anyway, the very first uh, reveal of those was just shots of technology. Ah. It was just shots of Tokyo coming up right, out of right. the ground. It was like a minute of a just gorgeous, you know, modern animation, like um, you know, CGI animation, not, not the hand-drawn stuff. And it's and it's he sci- loves it, it. It's sci-fi, right? This yeah. is what we love. I mean, this is what I love about sci-fi, where the tech is almost a character. In, in the show. So, mm-hmm. uh, and again, just to, to come back to the original reason we paused this, I always love this <laughs> shot of the car on the, uh, the car escalator. It shows you scale, it shows you uh, tech, and it shows you, you know, the, the, post, the post-apocalyptic world, uh, the ghost town uh, post-evacuation. Mm-hmm. And this this one simple little shot kind of gives you all these flavors. Uh, I always really liked it. 
so uh, Misato kind of reveals that she's got she's got father issues too. Mm. I don't get along with my dad either. Right. And Shinji uh, Shinji often has this like moment of connection with people. I think it has like a palpable flavor for him because he so rarely connects with people. And right. a big one for him is father issues. So Misato saying that. I think it's kind of like big for her too. Probably I don't know. But here we go. This is exciting for Shinji descending yeah. into uh, Geo a, front. It's like a bona fide Geo front. I always have this thing where I'm like, how does he know what a Geo front is? It's one of those. <laughs> it's one of the, those few things I can't really explain in the show. I just have to assume that it's some kind of cultural thing, or maybe Nerve does have an advertising <laughs> agency. They're like our new Geo front. Although it doesn't seem characteristic. This is a good little sequence here as we continue along. Uh, Shinji's got his face buried in the instruction manual or, or whatever this thing is they gave, they gave you. Pause on 1142 for here. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so uh, you'll see through this whole sequence he's reading the manual and maybe even missing some details that might have been more um, explanatory for himself, but... Oh he's, yeah, but he's yeah. studious, I guess. It's sort of yeah. It kind of has those two, it, those two prongs. Is one, it's kind of a fun animator joke of like mm-hmm. guy <laughs> guy reading a book, and then the, the thing he's reading about is actually there and like, right. terrifying you would just detail. Look up from your, your damn phone, book, kid. <laughs> um, it's a, right. you know, live your life. But then it also is pertinent to Shinji's character, I think of being of limited experience and trying to like kind of do things internally uh-huh. when really, really just has to do is just talk to people, go, go for a nice walk, <laughs> you know, engage. Um, so we're paused here at 1142. So I didn't want to, I quite didn't quite want to let Ripsico's like getting out of the, the, um, <laughs> the sea of pink. Fluid. So that, that was what I was going to say. Yeah. I just realized she's taken off a scuba mask. She's in a swimsuit. Was she swimming in that pink fluid? Yeah, I think she was down there scuba diving, doing some like last minute like checks or something. Interesting. Because you know? she's you know she's down there uh, you know front lines of engineering. And, and Ritsko, we do we we don't really find out much about her in this episode. Uh, uh, there's a, a brief encounter coming up here with her and Misato, and I think it's just to give you a. Uh, a flavor of the dynamic between those characters, but yeah. we're going to learn more about it later. And I think the impression that I got, I mean, the first time I saw this episode, you're just kind of, you're not that invested in the show at this point. And it's just a lot of like Shinji, you get Masato, you kind of, okay, you pass the exchange, but then there's a lot of kind of, kind of adults, right? Just saying tech gabbledygook and yeah. like yelling yeah. at Shinji. <laughs> Which I think is his impression too. So, so were they trying to sell this show? I I think they already gave you a flavor of action and big robot yeah. explosions. I think people who came here for that they, that uh, part of their taste are like, been, okay, this is going to be pretty cool. Yeah, but uh, but they're definitely already diving into uh, the the sort of nuances that make the show so great. And it's and it's intentional like that too. It's it's taking you along on. Shinji's emotional journey of being in this this place and having a bunch of stuff that he can kind of safely ignore mm-hmm. 
and then boom, he gets hit with a connection. And then it goes on for all, and boom, he gets hit with a connection, and then he gets thrown into it. Yeah. This <laughs> awesome thing about Masato um, backing off of Ritsuko as she alphas her way into the uh, elevator here. Captain Katsuragi. She's already taken her to task for being late. Sorry. So I kind of like, yeah, she comes on all hard and then Masato kind of cutes her way out of it. And then you kind of see her soften, Ritsuko softens up and. Um, it's like a shot of Shinji yeah, between what? the two women. They just said he's the third children. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna pause. I gotta pause. I uh, let's say I pause at twelve seventeen. Okay. <laughs> there's so many great shots in there of like yeah, Shinji buried there's no burying a book. These two like I mean the uh, I think I read somewhere this great analogy to Twin Peaks. Okay. Where there's kind of like the women of Twin Peaks. Uh-huh. About, like these three like gorgeous uh, these three gorgeous women that kind of made it up made up the like the lady entourage um and evangelion kind of has that too uh we, we will just discuss the adults um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah we kind of have like ritsuko and masato there the, the the two ladies in there and then we have shinji with like his nose buried in the book standing between these two just like gorgeous anime babes right right and then they even like and so they, they show that first and then they then they 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 drive the nail home they have that shot going down like the cleavage shot right of like shinji like looking at the book and then um like like looking between the two women there, and, then, <laughs> and then like right shinji or whatever he's like oh huh, what what yeah and, and they drop the first crumb here about what shinji is she oh, says, right, right. You know, is this the boy? He's the third children. Yeah. Uh, so, and that's like, that's getting off of sciencey gobbledygook into the kind of like mystical. Right. Gobbledygook. <laughs> yeah, more gobbledygook. I a lot. We're going to find out more. What, what, what makes Shinji the third children? The third children. Uh, also, a quick note. Uh, why the, must they pronounce it that yeah, way? Yeah. <laughs> why is it not the third child? It's not. They pronounce it the Sado Chidoren. And so uh, this is something to do with the way uh, uh, words are conjugated in Japanese, maybe. And they don't... I read that today. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so... if, if we're talking about your your uh, forum post, then... Uh, <laughs> yeah, please come on here. And, yeah, uh, come on and, and straighten Back me up that, here. Yeah, that's a good um, uh, theory. That, um, I just read that, that uh, Hideki... Always pause to be corrected on the pronunciation there. Um, but anyway, that that was a that was a point that he was, was sticky on during translations in English. That there wasn't a, a English translation of children into child. Was, there wasn't a Japanese translation. It's children in Japanese, and that's what you intended, and that's what it should be. And so just because there's one of them, you can't call them child. I think he speaks English, so I don't know why he's stuck on that point. Besides, it has a meaning. So we therefore have to interpret it has a meaning in the show. <clears throat> so we're, we're playing... Uh, playing from 1220, and we just saw Gendo. Uh, and, the, and the comment that he, they haven't seen each other in three years. Well, I guess it hasn't been that long. I would assume it was for like... If you're 14, though, that's a long time. 11, yeah. The, the change from 11 to 14. Maybe he tried to have him over. So it didn't work out. 
here's that shot. Oh yeah. If, if Shinji would just look up from his book, he would see a colossus reaching for him through the plate glass. You know, what's interesting, though, is I think the first couple of times I watched this, I didn't notice that hand in the background. So if you're only looking at Shinji's oh, silhouette, what look if, in the background. <laughs> it's such a trick here, too, because the, the, the adults are chattering about this like this science stuff. And they even toned it down a lot for the Netflix there. They didn't go into the whole, like, no, 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 no right. point thing. They, just, oh, like, right, right. they really simplified it. Oh, my God. So... A face, a giant robot. Yep, here we see. <laughs> he goes right to the book. Yeah, it's great. This isn't in the book. <laughs> <laughs> the artificial human, Evangelion. Easy to say. <laughs> tough, <laughs> tough in real Did she say there. it there? Did she say Evan? Yeah, she said the Evangelion. Oh, we missed it. Oh, so they're coming hot and heavy here, so. Father. Okay, I'm going to pause here. 13.57. So, um, I love that shot, Shinji face-to-face -face, uh, with the Evangelion. <laughs> and um, and then, standing above it, he only has to pan his head up in like the same kind of like uh, horizontal uh -huh. space uh -huh. is his father. It's kind of like a nice juxtaposition. And then he there. immediately averts his gaze. Oh, he's like, he is pissed off. Immediately pissed off. Um, it's kind of like, yeah, bad. <laughs> it's like a bad relationship that you think they might have gotten over it by now, then you see them and they're just like, no, not over. It's been three years. It's a long time, but the nerd, it's still raw. Still raw. <laughs> yeah. She, and she just got a, he has his face here, you know, seen in the monitors. So you can imagine Gendo has like all these. It's okay, it must be just one monitor because it has the same perspective, but it's on all of his screens. He must he must put something into this meeting at least. <laughs> it's on all six screens. Um, and Shinji's face is like it's kind of a mixture of it's angry, but it's also distressed. Yeah. Great face work here by by Shinji. The plane. Um. Gendo doesn't put much of a pause in for emotionality there. He kind of smirks a little. Like, yeah, predictable, right? Uh, Ray's in no condition. It's got no pilot. So they're, yeah, they're just the, arrived. Yeah, they got the big reveal here like, oh, Shinji's meant to drive this thing. What? Which is <laughs> terrifying <laughs> to, to him. He literally just got here. Just sit in the cockpit. Nothing more. Interesting. Because from her perspective, she's interested if it's even going to run. Right. Because that's what they were talking about in the, in the elevator. They haven't gotten this thing to run even. Right. They built this whole thing. And but, this, this Ray character, it took her seven months <laughs> to, to synchronize with it even. Why did you send for me? For the reason you're thinking. Gendo, you know... He's, he's he's as smart as he's as smart as they come. He's very logical. Doesn't uh, he doesn't uh, what do they say? Cater to fools in his talk with Shinji here. You just buy the books. Yeah, you can be as broken up as you want. I called you because I needed you. Oh, good. Okay, good. Well, get in the robot. 
Shinji's like, I think Shinji thought dad called for him because maybe he wanted to be dad again. Yeah, he wanted to. But it was now, you're the one that can drive this thing. You're the only one. Like, when are you going to hug me? Get in it or get out. I'm going to pause. Okay, I'll wait one more (laughs) second. Here we go. (laughs) Pausing at 1543. I love this, boy. We got a heavy conversation between a kid and his dad (laughs) who clearly have some baggage between them. (laughs) And then these poor worker guys in orange are like, ooh, should we we be here for this? Like, I like this guy's got these heavy cables. He's wearing his, like, gloves. He's... He's handling these cables. He's obviously got stuff to do. It's a, it's a big moment. Angels attacking. You know what else <laughs> I just thought of is these guys know who Shinji is, right? Or do they not? Because remember, I don't, again, not trying to spoil anything, but later, yeah, like Shinji is surprised that all the kids know who he is. Oh, really? But is okay. that because is that because they know because of the fights that are coming? Not trying not to spoil again, but. Uh, I think that, or, or does everyone know who Shinji is? Because I think word got out because of that fight. Okay. And because I think it's that it's that one guy, uh, one of his one of his two buddies that develops who, uh-huh. um, who's like you know he's he's a, you know Taku right? He's a real right. geek for for Evangelion yeah. stuff, and he he like has a, he has special ability to figure it out because his dad works there and he, like hacked his dad's files and right, got okay. his files and so like he he kind of figures it out. And it we'll introduce everyone. those characters uh, probably next episode. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we get into another side of the show the um, the Japanese high school drama <laughs> <laughs> that you. My understanding is you can't make an evidence, you can't make a anime series without including any high school drama <laughs> element. It's it's part of the anime you know. Code. Uh, but <laughs> so these dudes witnessing this unfortunate, um, awkward incident, father son here. But I love I love that just for, um, and I, I think I've mentioned it before. These guys are there are other people that live in this and right and right work in this organization. You don't see them often, right? Uh, it's it's almost like the characters in the show, like psychologically, it's like the characters in the show are so fixated on their own internal worlds, each of them, um, that other characters are just strictly in the background. We'll play here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Meanwhile, Come. outside, Boom. the angel is messing stuff up. It's so we have we have a bit of Gendo internal ba- internal uh, banter with himself there. He says, "Oh, let's figure it out." I get the feeling that so <laughs> get in. Shinji looks to Masato for support and does not find any. But I've always kind of taken this as she has a read on Shinji a bit already. Yeah, and she kind of already because they are kindred spirits. Don't run away, not from your father. And don't run away from yourself. Like, she's already figured it out. This is what this this guy is suffering from. Um, here, I'm going to pause here at 1637. Because just, just story-wise, I think we don't often get to see moments where Gendo's plan isn't going exactly Oh, that's a good point to put cue. it. Yeah, I mean, all those little hidden smiles earlier and it's not 
panning out the way he was hoping. Because he has a, like, a tight timeline. <laughs> he has, yeah, he has no patience. He right? has no patience. He is a man bereft of patience. Yeah, well, we're going to do this with or without Shinji, so... And it's almost always Shinji where things go wrong, and in one very notable moment towards the end, another character. <laughs> I can think of. No spoilers. But um, <laughs> but it's it's like when people defy him, it's almost like that's not written into his plans, that people are going to not want to do what he, what he can do. And kind of the only person that has, ooh, maybe, <clears throat> kind of the only person who has enough attachment, hooks in him deep enough, and vice versa is his son. Right. Who will who will stand up to him because he has enough emotional connection that his emotions will make him do it. Um, I mean, Gendo certainly never hesitates to spare his son anything. Right. <laughs> so now he's so now at 1637, he's giving the order to uh, Fuyutsuki, the second in command, to um, activate Ray. And I love the little pause that Fuyutsuki has. After before agreeing to do it, oh, yeah, like, like okay, yeah, because he knows. <laughs> like, just, do uh, well. I'm not gonna. I won't say anything just yet, but but he's apprehensive. We don't know why yet, but we're about yeah. to find out why. But I think I mean it's a wise play by Gendo here. I think mm-hmm. he's. I mean he's got it. I don't think he's planning on sending Ray in that thing. No, I think he knows. He has Shinji pegged. Yeah, he knows he'll hold full because he knows. A normal human couldn't let that happen. <laughs> what? He's just gonna lay a guilt trip on him, basically. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna power dad this out here, <laughs> make his son get in the wrong. <laughs> oh, anime oh, anime shadows over his face. Flashback, and and here we go. He trauma. says he says I knew it. No one wants me. Again, oh, it's Shinji's me. whole thing is he doesn't want to disappoint people. And we had we had a whole bit going into this of like you know Shinji being frustrating sometimes, and this is like prime Shinji. <laughs> so oh, and Shinji, now she looks familiar. Look, look at his face pausing at seventy twenty eight. Look at his. Uh, what is that face? Is um they do that like squinty eye thing? He's like. I think this is sort of his OMG face. Yeah, OMG. Like, that is the best term. For, right, like we could make an emoji of this, and you could you could put it in your texts or something like this. Like um, <laughs> blue blue wolf haired girl being um, driven out in a is that a gurney driven out in a hospital bed? She's got all kinds of tubes and wires plugged up to her. Yeah, like she sits up and shuddering in pain. She's and missing an eye or something. It looks like. When, look at <laughs> look at how, how empathetic Shinji is in this moment. Yeah, like she's going to pilot it instead. Yeah, he's pretty much like what? I mean, for what a for what a what's the right term? Like like savant he is. <laughs> Regarding emotions and all, you know, and other, like, you, you, you pull Ray out and uh, he really feels for her. I wonder if we have any example of that happening. In a, oh, my goodness. Did you see, I'm sorry, pausing at 1733, you see the, the, the geo um, front collapsing on itself. Did you see the explosion up top? It only showed for a moment, but it... Um, you have the cross go up into the sky, and then you have a 
an X of explosion that you can ah. mostly just see from the lights going out in right. the city. It's beautiful. I've never seen that before. <coughs> As apparently the angel above can now just um, summon fantastic explosions. Like uh, by remote or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can just say explode here. Um, and we don't have a sense of it yet, but it would be a significant, like, shaped, directed explosion in order to penetrate down into the geofront. Like, almost unbelievable. And here's a power. critical moment. So, you know, injury to injury, Ray's thrown from her bed, and then... Oh, my oh, goodness. Oh, we get Gendo smiling, the Evangelion just saved... Shinji's life and Ray's, I guess. Oh, look at it, it tore. Did it say Ray's life too? Man, I wish we didn't have a no rewinding policy. <laughs> <laughs> We're not rewinding, but now here's Misato saying, "Oh, is it trying to protect him?" And then, okay, I will pause there. This Ooh. will work. I say, yeah, this will work. And I, I was talking about this earlier um, today, but. Like, imagine you had put a robot together, and it's not plugged in or whatever, and then you really need tea, and you say, I really want tea, and then it walks to the kitchen, makes you tea, and brings it back to you. Right. <laughs> like, it's a miracle. It's preposterous that, to, to, as far as Messiah knows, this is just a giant robot that, you know, like, raised its arm with the power off, and saved Shinji, like, got, got his arm in the way of the girders that were falling from the right. explosion. And I think that was a wake-up call for Shinji as well, right? Because now his, well, a combination of seeing Ray here yeah, and this robot reacting in his benefit. I mean, it's definitely an example of him recovering rapidly from danger. Right. Like, physical, physical danger, like, never stops this guy. I, I just don't think he's I don't think he has enough worldly like experience, I guess, to appreciate that he almost just got crushed there. Like he's not gonna like have nightmares about that. Right. <laughs> he just completely blows off. He's fixated on yeah, Ray who's now strewn across the bridge here. Um just looking that's I mean, just such a terrible sad shot here. Um Shinji running toward her at eighteen eleven. Um I mean, we could we could go over and over it just the tremendous uh, like the the importance of like the of the Evangelion protecting Shinji there. So Shinji runs to Ray. She's in like what do we say in the healthcare biz ten out of ten pain. <laughs> <laughs> the Evangelion powering on. They must have decided to uh, so. Flip it on. Or I got two just, questions here. Okay. Does he recognize? Are we pausing? Does he recognize Ray as that girl that was on the street here? I don't think so. I mean, if he does, he doesn't say so. He didn't say so. He didn't. Invent. I think it's impossible for us to say, and I don't yeah. think so. And then the other thing is, uh, I forgot what the other thing was. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's he just. Oh yeah. Does. Do we get to find out why Ray is so banged up right here? Oh uh, yeah, we do. We do. We do. Yeah. Actually, now I remember. It's a little ways on, but, but yeah. uh, so no spoilers. But why is Ray all dinged up? 
We're going to find out it's two or three episodes away. <laughs> there is an answer. <laughs> okay, so he sees blood on his hand, and he chants to himself. Not for Don't the last run away. Time. Don't run away. Yes. Look at this guy. I'll be the pilot. I'll do it. So what drove him to be the pilot? I don't know. But you know, I like, uh, he uses the sort of the same language that Misato-san did. He says, oh, yeah. I'm not going to run away. Don't run away. Don't run away. Credit to the translator there. I like this translation. It's fun and different. And I love this tech here. The, this oh. sort of plug. We're going to learn a little more about this later. But it, it, the pilot gets into this sort of uh, tampon-shaped thing. <laughs> yeah, it's very, yeah, it sort it's of very screws into the spine of the... Yeah. Of this big robot. <clears throat> um, we get this, it's almost, it's not first person perspective, but it's definitely first person experience of sure. like what it would be like to go through all this kind of from Shinji's perspective of this thrown is gross. in here. I, that LCL idea I've like, seen in other, in other sci-fi. Like reading a liquid. Oh, that's, that's the one I always come back to. So you go like, super low, the, uh, uh, super high oxygenated water. So you get and well in the abyss, wasn't it? So that you could uh, withstand oh, with pressure, pressures or something. And they anyway, have it's like sci-fi. GS. <laughs> yeah, essentially. We don't talk too much. We don't get into although, it too much. Although actually, in this show, it's not super oxygenated water. It's uh, it's something different. Yeah. So it makes sense in the context of the show. Um, I meant to pause at two oh five. There, it'll take. Just because it's so cool, the the connections coming together. Yeah. They're, they're, they're going through the long process of starting this thing up. And all of these shots of techno, yada, yada, you can easily just let them go by. But if you've, if you've seen the show a couple times, it all works. It's all consistent. It's like it's all just cool stuff that has to do with the technologies of the show. There's, there's that particular bit there where they have the – it's like the um, – Electrical connections, but it's specifically like the, it's like a genetic. Uh, right, language. they have the the codons. Yeah. The GATC uh, genetic code. So there's some kind of a, a nervous connection. There's a biological connection, mm -hmm. sort of a genetic. But I think the idea is is hinting at maybe what the nature of these robots are, without just coming right out and saying yet what they are. Yeah. I've always liked the idea that to the <clears throat> there's like you know almost everybody is a lay person on how this technology works, even if they've been intimately involved with it, except for the very highest right. people on the chain, which is like Ritsuko, Misato, uh, a couple of those tech people sitting at their uh, what do you call this? You know, there's that brown-haired girl. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, they're is sort of like the producers or the drivers. I don't know what you call those guys. Yeah, in my mind, they're like man in the chair. There's still a lot of like hand waving even for them. It's like, <laughs> okay, yeah, it all works. Just do this and you know. But then it's like really only like Gendo and Fujitsuki and um, uh, Rusuko uh, uh, really yep. like know really the, the, yeah, the, the true like accuracy to what's going on. Okay. So Masato is like shown to kind of be in charge of the kind of moment-to-moment -moment military operations. I really like this launch sequence here. I always like this stuff in 
in Star Blazers, I love when they were powering up the uh, wave motion gun. You know, there's always like mechanical things turning. Yeah. Uh, I just really like how they get this thing. This is the first launch we get to see of an Ava unit, and it's well, it's yeah. And I wonder if they've if they've ever had one of these walking around up on the surface, even because it has to be able to stand. Right. And like, that's what they were talking about. Like they're gaining confidence, more and more confidence. Like, okay, this is going to work. Like, Hey, for whatever reason, Shinji's the man, he can do this. I like that shot too. The little trap doors opening and the little schematic here. Going to route it to a specific exit point. Turns out to be right next to the angel. And here we got a nice, so Misara does her pause for safety. Fuyutsuki does his pause for safety. And the little smile. Gendo's got this. It's going the way he wanted. Shinji experiencing tremendous, uh, tremendous G's here getting <laughs> launched. And uh, we are psyched. Face-to-face -face combat. But wait a minute. There's only a couple of minutes left in the episode. <laughs> there's not enough time. It's a brilliant trick here. What is going to happen? They are, you know, staring each other down. Shinji terrified. The angel powering up its, its like, chest ball. Shinji, don't die. To be continued. <laughs> oh, didn't you used to hate that when you're <laughs> a little so much. You're going to have to make sure to tune back in next Saturday morning for the uh, stunning continuation of uh, what seems to be a pretty good battle coming up. But they I mean, don't give it to you in the first episode. We should really find a way ad hoc here to uh, use that trick for our episode. <laughs> like, right. like if it's uh, some amazing discussion that we... Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the next topic, I titled it the, what is, the, the Appeal of Evangelion. The Appeal of Evangelion. Well, something That's like that. It's not a very sexy title. I mean, I can come up with something better. Let's make a comment here Quick about comment. the credit yeah, sequence. About, yeah, the credit uh, sequence. On the DVDs, is it the DVDs the or the original The Platinum show? Edition. The Platinum Edition. And I think the original, going all the way back, yeah. uh, they um, they had a different uh, ending credits. They had uh, a like an adaptation of Fly Me to the Moon. Yeah. Old Sinatra. Yeah, yeah. so uh, we're, we're, we've been talking about it. It must be a licensing thing, but Netflix, um, they just doing some background score, whereas it used to be, yeah. fly me to the moon and let me play among the stars. It's a weirdly like <laughs> eight, like off tone, you know, right. compared with anything you just saw in the episode. Right. Yeah. It's almost kind of silly or yeah. whimsical lounge music yeah. at the end of every episode. So it does, it does kind of change the feel of the show a little bit. That's not, it's not going to ruin the show for you. I don't think you can stay with us and come back Except and watch, listen to the next podcast episode. But uh, yeah, don't quit the show just because of this. Yeah, but you know, purists or people who have been with uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion for a long time yeah. know that Netflix has changed it here at the end, um, yeah. and we're guessing it's just a licensing thing. Yeah, and hell, buy buy a uh, you know a a box set of the Platinum Edition, you know. After you watch the Netflix one, or watch or watch that instead. I mean, it's it's it it did us it did us fine for years and years. Yeah. Um, I'm noticing a lot of translation differences. I I still like this translation a lot. It is um, 
it's a little softer on it's a little less wordy it's a little less techy it's a little softer on the characters they, they don't sound quite as harsh to each other so that probably means it's trying to be not as literal i imagine because right. that's often what happens when you try to do things literally people sound a little they sound a little off this sounds less off but I, I guess I just I just I love the the one I've been with so and that's the buzz online I was reading today too is just people having a hard time adapting to a new translation that's sure I mean, it's probably great it's probably fine and we talked about this before uh, before we recorded this episode um, it, anything that you watch that's translated is going to be there's a there's a certain right. amount of subjective. Uh, interpretation. It's already an adaptation yeah, no matter so what. What I like to point out is I, uh, reading the book Battle Royale, mm. uh, the American translation or the English translation that I read was terrible. <laughs> of the book? <laughs> of like, the book. Yeah. Like, it's really bad. But it's still a good book. And, it, and uh, uh, yeah, you yeah. know, it, it just comes down to it, it's not all about the language. I guess my um, touch point for that is... Uh, Hans Christian Andersen. Oh, okay. The great good. Danish fairy tale author. Oh, of course. So he would write things in in Danish or <laughs> Dutch? Um, uh, Danish. Danish. Uh, and he was like celebrated for the almost unearthly beauty of his writing. He wrote right. essentially short stories of fantasy. You'd know most of them no matter who you are. Yeah. Um, classic stuff. Actually, the original Little Mermaid was his. Although I, I guess there's some debate that there's a Japanese Little Mermaid that is very similar. Is there? Your mother told me that once. Oh. <laughs> when I was taking Hans Christian Andersen during my Swedish language class. I wonder, uh, my, uh, this is funny. Talking she kind of like, she's like, well, you know, actually it's Japanese. Oh, huh, interesting. <laughs> I'm not, I mean, because uh, I know my mom is also aware of the Little Mermaid as uh, the Disney version being very... Um, um, yeah, Disney. It's whereas you know the Hans Christian Andersen version, outcome, I think, is much more violent and has a sad ending. Well, that's Hans Christian Andersen. <laughs> so. He he was a very Shinji-like individual, <laughs> uh, in that he was immensely popular uh, and never really liked himself that much. <laughs> uh, but but uh, so far translation is good. I do wish that they showed the the type. Yeah, um, so the they're text not... on screen translated back because you will miss stuff. Well, maybe we can make a point because one thing that bugs me is I know those intertitle shots, mm -hmm. the sort of like going to commercial and coming back shots. It's it's oh yeah, kanji like written the, on the screen. I know on the, the, yeah, I know on the um, DVD they had uh, subtitles for those too, and Netflix is not doing that. So my Japanese is not good enough to read them. Um, yeah. Maybe we can make a point to uh, translate those. I think that they're always the title of the episode, but then don't they have two titles like during the thing? They have like one at one point, then they have another in the middle. Yeah, that's the one we're talking about. But I like the way they use those two as sort of a beat. Um, oh, they do. Yeah. So kind of like turns all these little all these little things to appreciate. One one last comment that I've got anyway is just about this ending sequence. So missing out on um, missing out on that song, Flying Me to the Moon, you'll also miss out, in case we don't go over this five more times every time you see it, <laughs> you'll also miss out on a couple different variations on the 
song, which are fun. I believe, uh, if I'm right, that they had some of the um, the voices, the ladies doing the voice work, sing some of them. Oh, interesting. At some point, like they had Ray's um, voice actress do it at one point. Um, and then it also pairs really nicely with the imagery. We have this really fun kind of like James Bond-like silhouette silhouette of, yeah. a, of a woman kind of turning slow circles which last time we watched this steve um corrected me on you you pointed you pointed out that it's not a woman slowly like treading water with her legs right arms. she's actually sort of spinning she's actually someone spinning i kind of like the treading water but now i'll never be able to see it <laughs> so <laughs> but it all kind of made this nice period little like james bondy like this kind of old-timey like croony song and yeah yeah so anyway just a, you know, look it up if you care because it's kind of fun um i'm sure you can youtube it or whatever it's eminently youtubeable oh like we talked long enough it kicked me out maybe it's just because it's in the credits oh yeah it's ready netflix is already queuing up episode two they, they want uh, they want you to watch we're not going to watch so the next episode anything. of this podcast we're going to do a topic. Uh, yeah, well, hey, I actually wrote wrote it down. Did we talk about this at the front? That was two hours ago, so I can't quite remember. By the way, congratulations for wow, yeah, we're spending two hours talking about a twenty three minute episode. Minute episode. So. I am proud. <laughs> um, um, so yeah, we were going to alternate episode episodes, so to speak. And then topic episodes because there's enough grist in Evangelion that you can you can dig down into just about anything in here. So our next episode, the appeal of Neon Genesis Evangelion. Okay, so we'll do. Uh, I'll do some studying. Uh, maybe I'll get into the forums a little bit. Try to see what other people like. Um, we did talk quite a bit about what we like about. Like here, we though. opened with it. Yeah, and I was, I was, yeah, just kind of wanting to re like dig deeper into that and then yeah maybe take like a more wider global or at least fan-based perspective on like why is this so cool if we had if we had fans already you guys could ask questions um i don't <laughs> right. see that Send happening those into the past <laughs> for us but maybe uh maybe i could write uh, us some questions i'll pretend to be a fan it'll be really a little bit pathetic, but, um, but we need <laughs> you can fake. We can fake. <laughs> like we have people listening. It's uh, <laughs> a real uh, echo chamber kind of scenario, right? Just like uh, we are, you know, we'll uh, we'll just have to take the role until until we can build a following here. Well, and, you know, I picked that topic, and I know it's a it's kind of a little handringy, I guess, and a little broad, but I picked it because after just one episode, I, it was the most interesting thing. And the most topical thing I could think to think of, <clears throat> I could think to talk about. And I think as topics go on, they'll turn more into like pertinent to things going on or like larger plot threads. And then eventually we'll just start talking about like characters and their arcs and whatnot. So it's, that's the idea. Okay. Anyway. Right, should we come up with a sign off? A sign off. <laughs> Spontaneously here. Yes. Yeah, so... Another thing to file under uh, could have been developed offline. <laughs> Right, we'll just do it on the fly. Uh, I guess just to review, my name is Steve. <laughs> if you've forgotten, uh, we're the cousins' heirs. We love Evangelion. 
And uh, what's something they say in the show? What is any returning um, phrase? What is a phrase? Launch uh, doesn't make sense. Launch. Yeah. Hmm. Um, was this was don't this run was, away. Don't run don't away. Run away. Please don't. Don't run away. <laughs> Come back. Uh, join us. This is going to be a lot of fun. All right. <laughs>